0: Mx.com show. Welcome to a special year in review edition of the pulpmx.com show.
1: And we're on, we're on, we're here. The Motor World Racing.com Moto Show is live from Las Vegas. I can't believe we pulled this together, but here we are, and we're on. It's live, and this is Moto Talk. This is for you guys. We're here. I'm Steve Mathis. I'm here with my host, Paul Lindsey.
2: We are. We're here. I can't believe we're live either. I mean, like you said, so much has gone into this.
1: Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, show in review. And uh, what a 2010 season we had. I got SwissCore on the line with me. Uh, SwissCore. You are the man who has put this thing together uh, at my request, and uh, and I thank you. It was a lot of work, huh?
0: Yeah, it, it pretty much sickened me, and I was bedridden for a few days following right. the clip pulling session. But I think it's going to be worth it.
1: It just drained you of all your energy. It just took. It was like Superman, like who had to like reverse the Earth's rotation. It just almost killed you.
0: Yeah, and in my dreams at night, my dreams actually appeared on a timeline in front of my face.
1: (laughs) Well, fantastic. Well, hey, thanks for doing it, man. I appreciate it. I'm sure the fans of the show appreciate it. Uh, Going into the first show, um, I didn't really – the show has evolved, didn't it? It evolved from what the first show was. This show, when I listen to this clip, it takes me back to a time where we weren't quite the Pumper Mech show yet.
0: Exactly. There, it was so not the Pulmanek show that um, I actually only pulled clips from show one. Skipped shows two through five till uh, Watson started showing up and the drama started to ensue between him and Paul, right. and the actual excitement started developing. And then you could see that the, the tension was building, and that's where the real gold was because show two through five was pretty much a replay of show one, which
1: was a little boring. Yeah, and see, here's the thing. And and, I, and I'm to blame for some of this because I had an idea of doing a show. Paul Lindsay had an idea of doing a show. And at this point, we need to. I need to thank Greg McQuarrie, Greg M, for really helping me with the nuts and bolts behind getting a show going. Or maybe I should beat him down for helping me get the show going. But I had no idea, and I need to thank him because he got the nuts and bolts of how to get something on the air. Now I'm sitting here with... $7,000 worth of audio equipment. Anyways, um, I wanted to do a show. Paul Lindsay wanted to do a show. We wanted to do a wind tunnel type show, which we even mentioned, and uh, a serious look at the sport. I obviously am, I have some humor. I wanted to throw humor in there. Paul isn't that humorous, but I, I don't know, man. Like, And Paul's still a friend of mine to this day. Uh, we we people want to talk about this big falling out we had. We didn't. We just agreed to part ways because it wasn't working for either one of us. I thought it was way too dull and drab the first shows, and it seemed like it seemed like Paul was almost getting upset at some of the callers because they maybe had different opinions, or some of the callers were wrong. But I was like, kind of sh- took taken back by the way Paul would talk to these people on the air because I'm like hey these people are fans they're listening they're calling in and he wanted to make sure that you know people knew that we were the experts and I was thinking to myself we're all fans it's hard to be maybe I have a bit more knowledge but we're not any we're not experts so I don't know it just it didn't mesh and I called my wife uh, after the show she was gone and I was like eh, it was all right and I, I called a couple people that I know and I trust their opinions and after a couple of shows, I was like, what do you think? And they were like, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, whatever, it's good, you know, and I just knew it could be better.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest detriment to it was it wasn't a Pulp MX product. It was definitely too serious, too straightforward, and being initially launched from the pulp site, it kind of needed that the pulp flavor of kind of whimsical and silly and fun and irreverent and everything that pulp is.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, exactly. And, and, you know, getting Watson on the show – was uh was a gift from the gods let's say. Uh, uh he brought, you know, levity to the show and brought his unique way about him and it allowed me to open up more. Unfortunately, Paul didn't like that and I understood. I I mean, you know, they we were making fun of Paul at his expense and I felt bad, but it was good radio, let's say, and Kenny didn't care, but they would there was seriously some tension going on in those early shows.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, You can't really fault Paul Evert either because he he, he had the goal in mind for what the show was going to be. And it sounds like the ultimate initial goal for the show was more his view of what it should be than yours. And, I mean, like you said, you did agree to it. So you kind of yeah. knew what you were getting into, and you kind of did go back on it. But So you can't really fault him, but you can't fault you either for realizing that the ship was sinking and you needed to go a different way.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I'm as much to blame as anybody over the, uh, over the breakup between him and I. Um, as I said, we remained friends. We just had different visions, and uh, I just thought Paul took it a little too seriously, and I wanted to have more fun on the show, and I wasn't having fun, and we had some technical problems in there as well. Um, which made it made it hard. We were trying to figure out a few things early on, and that caused some tension. We had a sponsor. Motor World pulled out. That caused some tension because now how was Paul going to get to my house? He was getting burnt out of the travel already, six shows in, five shows in, and uh, it just wasn't a recipe that was working. You know? It just wasn't a recipe that was working. Now, having said that, if Paul would have stuck it out all year with Kenny, that could have been epic also, and I would have loved that.
0: Yeah, I don't know how long that tension could have carried and not left a bad taste in the listener's mouth, too, though. Yeah. It yeah. Would, I think it would have wore thin <laughs> at some
1: point. Yeah, maybe. But uh, one of the best moments was the first first or second time Kenny came in, but we had technical problems, and a lot of the show was lost because, I don't know, my Internet company was saying that nothing was wrong, but we were getting bumped off. We were having server packet loss which mm-hmm. uh, you know is basically, as you know, you're a geek. You know how that works. It's more yep. on their end. It's 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 an indication that it's on their end. Anyways, we lost a whole bit about the Ryan Dungey, Jason Lawrence, Indianapolis practice uh, dilemma or situation, and yep. we lost a whole bunch of the show while I was working on the show. But those two were really mad at each other, and I wish the 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 show hadn't crashed because that would have been the epic. You just you just feel it. They were about to ready to throw blows. It was awesome. Although I don't yeah, think that would have been great. I don't think they would have actually thrown blows. Kenny, Kenny just laughs. You know he knows he's pull, he knows he's pushing the button and he knows what he's doing. So um, right. He's not going to throw it down. But but it was you could cut it with a knife. It was it was awesome.
0: Yeah, if I have one regret for not pulling anything from shows two through five, it would be that was where the majority of those technical issues were occurring, but yeah, yeah. it just wasn't compelling enough to, to go ahead and pull a couple of technical <laughs> issues. So
1: Right, yeah, Let's no, exactly, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, Kenny and Paul definitely had different opinions, and when Paul said, hey, it's not working, I went, whew, you're right, it's <laughs> not working. You know what I mean? Like it was almost yeah. like I was afraid to break up with him, he was maybe afraid to break up with me. Right. And uh, I wanted Kenny on the show more often. And what's funny though, like, say what you want about Watson, we were short on funding because this thing costs money per month to get it going. Paul was out, and Kenny brought money to the table in the source in the in the span of like twelve hours. He brought money to the table to keep the show going. Like, he just made it happen. Just called buddies, so and made yeah. Like, I mean, he just made it happen, and more power to him. You know, um, yep. He made it happen. So uh, that's a little. A story about the first few, but uh, what's coming up next? Let's get this party started. Show one. The reason we pulled the show together was we really wanted to take a look, an in-depth look at the sport of Supercross and Motocross. Dude, what if Shorty made the team in Lakewood, <laughs> like just everybody freaking out and cheering him on? That would be pretty I mean, epic. First ever motorworldracing.com moto show i got to throw that out again that's right i've got a red bull cracked open red bull not a sponsor of
2: the show yeah yeah you might want to you hint, might hint.
1: you oh. might want to drop that uh, just say energy drink cuz
2: well oh. they sponsor me personally on my oh have, god but, here uh, we go we're
1: supposed to do it for an hour let's get it on with some bench racing i do miss paddington Ferry on the butt and wish him good luck i miss that i i mean i got Dungy struggling a bit uh, just first year 450 the adaptation to it i see andrew short beating Ryan Dungey, because you can never count Shorty out. Larry, thank you for being the first guest on the uh, MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. Moto Show, what's going on? What's your name?
3: Hi, this is Grendel. Grendel, Th- Grendel this isn't. Yeah. This isn't
1: no. Grendel. Grendel. Yeah. Davy Coombs. Who's that guy?
3: I I must not be very important.
4: I had to follow the guy from Beowulf and Larry Brooks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Moto Show with Stephen Paul. What's up? Basically, this one is uh, like a rapid-fire Q&A, and and it's called the X-Brand Goggles Tear Off Segment. How will Ryan Dungey do in his, essentially, his 450 debut as a full season?
1: Really? I think Dungey's going to struggle a little bit. I know there's a lot of fans out there that look at him as the next big thing, but uh, I got him. Fifth or sixth uh, in the points at the end of the year.
2: <laughs> Dave Despain gets her done on Wind Tunnel in an hour, and that show's awesome. That's do- what we want to model ourselves after. He out does, for. doesn't we he? We want to pack information into one hour.
1: Man, I uh, I nailed it with that Dungy prediction, on huh, Swiss Corps? Yeah, Nostradamus for sure. <laughs> I, like, it, like it. This is the bad part of asking for a show in review clip. Uh, right. Uh, this is the bad part. But, uh, yeah, you can see... Um, you know, that was our first thing, and and Paul threw the Red Bull mention in, which always made me real happy. Uh, yeah. You know, like oh, like like Red Bull's just going to be listening on a Monday night and be like, oh, God, write them a check, write them a check. He's cracking it open. It just used to be like, what are you doing? But uh, yeah. he had to get his own sponsors in there or whatever. And, uh, yeah, you can see we, were kept, we kept it to an hour. We were all serious. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much everything that we just talked about, right? Yeah, I was right on the right on the bullseye. Yeah, did you now did you listen live the very first shows? Oh yeah. I yeah. listened
0: live and I actually looking back, like thinking when the first show was on live and I was listening to it, I was like, Yeah, this is good. I mean like at that point, who cares? I mean it's motocross mm-hmm. and you're listening to Ben Tracing Live about current events. Yeah. That's rare. So I mean right. as bad as it was, it was awesome.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I know exactly. You you're exactly right. And and that's why People want to build up this rivalry between uh, the Pulp Show and DMXS, but it's just two different shows, two different dive, times, two sets of dudes talking motocross. Who cares? You know what I mean? It's, yes. it's No rivalry there. Nobody. I don't care about them beating me or more listeners or a better show or whatever. It just doesn't matter. I will say, David Izer at DMXS told me from the beginning, do not take calls from fans. You're just going to get those jackasses on there. Uh, I had a couple other people tell me that too, but but I like the calls from the fans. Even Kenny gets upset um, over some of the calls, and in this upcoming show, show six has been calls in, which we all know has been calls almost every show. It's not a show unless has been calls. Um, what do you think of that? What do you think of that guy, Swisscore? I
0: think has been the fixture that you can't you can't have a Pulp MX show without has been and. You'll see it's a, just like in every Pulp show, it's a recurring theme in the year in review. It's kind of the metronome throughout the year in review.
1: Yeah, he's got a terrible phone connection, too. He sounds like he's talking through a sock.
0: Through a sock filled with gravel.
1: <laughs> exactly. You can never really tell what he's saying, and he's got his, his New Jersey-isms uh, about, uh, you know, moms and chicks, and I, I don't even know half the time what he's saying. But Tennis and ice
0: skating. Milk, milk
1: night. Right, right. And um, also, show, show six, Kenny was on with Paul. Tension was building to a, to a boiling point. And we had Davey Millsaps on, um, who isn't a big fan of me, and Paul did get him on the show. Yeah, this is a good one. Let's listen in. All right, let's take a listen. Show six. Hey, Moto Show with Mappis and Lindsey. Who's this?
5: How are you doing? It's Hasbin from the message board.
1: Hasbin, what's happening? Hey, Davey, It's Mathis. Congrats on your win. Uh, I'm curious to know: um, Is it that simple? Was it was it really that you got no arm pump in San Fran, or very little, and then none this weekend?
6: You know, a bunch of people they talk crap about everyone, and they don't know anything. And you know, they just they just run their mouths and they you know of what they what they think. Who's this? This has been
1: has been. You're back on.
6: Who's has been?
1: Has been's a regular uh, uh, caller on the show. We uh, we don't really know his name. He's from Jersey. It could be the situation. Oh,
6: I know his name. Yeah, <laughs> I know
0: who it is. What do you think about Millsaps? Kind of indirectly calling you out in there.
1: Uh, you know what? Whatever. He's welcome to his opinion. Um, I have criticized him, and I and I'll stand behind it. Um, what I don't like is the fact he started saying, you know, you know, can you jump the triples that I do? Can you ride like I do? Then you you know you have no right to criticize me. But you know what? Like th- taking that approach. No one can talk about the president, or no one can talk about anything. Um, right. It would just be a we'd be living in a silent world with nobody interested. Davy should realize that people are interested in him, good and bad. You got to take if you if you're gonna get praised and get all this money, and be you know a Supercross hero. Well, it's not all you know chocolates and roses sometimes. And right. professional athletes, uh, political figures. Um, whoever should realize that they're open for criticism. And just because I'm 600 pounds and can't jump a triple doesn't mean I don't know what I'm talking about, you know? Uh, So that kind of bugged me. But you know what? Again, and what I say to people, you know, with the whole Jake Weimer, David Pingree thing that came on the show, and even Jason Ellis later on the Pulp Show, this is the guest's forum. If they're on the show, they can say what they want i'm not really, I'm not into editing it or trying to get them to agree with my opinions. if Davy wants to come on and say I'm an idiot I'm cool with it he's the guest it's his place to say it, same as if Pingree wants to say something bad about Jake Weimer's girlfriend, he can say it you know it's it's his place it's his soapbox. so I like to think that the show the show is pretty much say what you want. you know what i mean right so I'm not gonna yeah, edit I think
4: that shows
0: it, later know. too when uh some later guests come on and, and raz you a bit, and you you go ahead and you let them say their piece. And I think that's important. You need to let them yeah. be the guest. Yeah, I'm not going
1: to sh- shut everybody down or go in and post production and edit it out or whatever. Like if I can dish it, if I dish it out, I got to take it. And uh, yeah, the way I look at it. So um, yeah, and then of course uh, that was, you know, uh, has been calling in. Also, as classic. So uh, coming in, that was show six. This is show eight. What do we got on show eight? Swisscore.
0: We got uh, one of the original K-Dub appearances. Uh, Paul is clearly getting frustrated with the K-Dub tension. Uh, a couple of Nick Way stories. Uh, a nice K-Dub mention of the MX chick. He's actually declaring a marriage to be forthcoming. And everybody knows this, the Shayner call for Morris to race the 450 oh, at Daytona.
1: I do love that call, yes. The beauty. All right, well, let's, uh, let's take a listen to Show 8 right here. Show 8. What's up, Paul?
2: Uh, just trying to get this stuff figured out here again. Here and, we go. Uh,
1: yeah. and my other guy is uh, none other than Kenny Watson with a surprise appearance this week, a Hart & Huntington team manager. Watson, what's up?
7: Thanks, buddy. Just in the neighborhood swinging by, and I get
2: to get on the show. Paul, we, we tried to lock the door, but he, yeah. he came in the back way.
1: Yeah, exactly. He broke a window and
2: came in. through the doggy door. What is so important that you guys are both texting again? Well, actually, my, the, the, the,
1: right the number one rule of live radio, Paul, is just go with the show and go along with it. And, and, I, I'm and, going. And, and I can only go for so long so, by myself. Uh, no show next week, everybody. Uh,
2: no show. Remember, I, actually, so. that's not true. We, we're going to do it from uh, Colorado oh, Experience, remember? Okay. Thank yeah. you for dropping that on me. <laughs> well, uh, we've I, talked I, about it yeah, I multiple didn't times. didn't even but, came through. Yeah, no, we've talked about it, but apparently. Did
1: you get that thing? Did you talk to the studio? Well, video? we're working on it. This is all about preparation. Hi, this is Nick. I can't get to my phone right now.
5: Perfect. I'll get back with you.
1: There we go. Thank you a lot. Thanks a lot, Nick, for coming on the show. The story I'm hearing is Steve is a, a mini bike rider
4: at the time, and he was just happened to be there racing the amateurs. And then, then uh, yep. his brother here decided he was gonna get pissed at old pops. so They had their had their had their old feud. <laughs> yep. And so yeah. then all of a sudden Steve gets thrown into the pro class because they're already there and signed up at, under his brother's yep. name. So opening yep. ceremonies and everything, masses just got his helmet on. He's got he's like ready to go. Like everyone's got their hats off or whatever, but. A little fat kid's out there with his he- with his helmet on, like, all right, it's go time. I have not really ridden a big bike before, but I'm gonna race a arena nope. cross in the pro class.
1: Where do I rank in your mechanic scale?
4: The thing is about you is that you have a lot more knowledge than you let on, and like for me, I wasn't quite so sure because you do a lot of talking, maybe not so much action. He'd be mixing, he'd be mixing the gas, right? Oh he'd yeah. He just like because I'd be always I always be on him because I wasn't sure like about him and obviously he had like a lot of knowledge but he would let on that he knew nothing so then he would take the five gallon can of fuel and obviously you're mixing pre-mix in the, in the two-stroke bin he'd be like a little bit of this a little bit of that like not measuring it with the ratio right now I'd be like gosh this guy's killing
7: me. Hey is this is your last call I want to tell you uh... I want to invite you to my wedding bud it looks like uh, Shayleen Payne and myself might be getting married here having some kids you
1: would be the first two Oh I know. really? Yeah
7: Congratulations.
8: Congratulations. Thank
1: you, bud. This is uh, Shainer708. Hey, what's up, man? How are you?
8: Good, all right. I was just wondering who you guys thought would fill in for Matt Moss on the factory Suzuki.
1: Kenny Watson, do you have an idea for that?
7: Uh, I don't think they're going to fill that spot. I, I just don't think that uh, Suzuki wants to uh, let their equipment out. And if I would think if you were going to let anyone ride it, you'd put Tommy Hahn on it. Uh, you know, he rides for the other Yeah, that's stars not going to
2: happen. We've been down that road. With, I, I'm just, yeah. I, yeah.
8: Paul, I'm
7: asking the guy's I actually question. heard
8: uh, <laughs> Morris at Daytona for oh. the East Rounds.
7: No, no. You're, you've been reading the message boards, buddy. That I mean, I, I, I doubt it, man. I, I really, really I, doubt it.
8: No, nah, I heard it from somebody. I think it'll happen.
7: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you know, oh you know, you got better inside <laughs> than me, man. Yeah, what, but, do you, what do you do for a living? Um, I'm 20. I'm in school. <laughs> oh, really? That's cool. Alright, well I worked in the motorcycle industry for fifteen years. I think I know. Thanks for the call. Hey, I hope I hope
1: Morris shows up with Daytona Watson. So do I call back <laughs> if
7: he does, I'll pay you five hundred bucks.
1: There we go. You, you heard it you heard it on the air. I uh I loved that Shaner call and it's just it's just awesome, Kenny. Uh I'm interested, Swiss Did you know Kenny who Kenny Watson was or what Kenny Watson did before the Pulp of Mech show?
0: Uh yeah, just because um I got a buddy. He used to hang out with uh, Swingster down in Florida at New and stuff. And he's met him before.
1: Okay. Um, so yeah, you you had a little bit, but you had no idea of the man himself and the personality. People think no. that, uh, people think it's kind of an act, but as you can see in in our upcoming shows, I mean he's he's a unique individual, and I think you can take that to the bank. Anybody who meets him. Oh
0: yeah, it uh, definitely shows through even over just the audio.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. And. uh I loved him yelling at Shainer only to prove that Shainer was right. And Kenny tried to pay him a couple of times, and I don't think it ever lined up. Like he's he says he's going to pay him, and he, I believe him. I don't think Shainer did actually get the money though. There's no way
0: that Watson could not pay him after. There's there's multiple times I didn't pull any of the clips, but there's multiple times where Kenny talks about uh, people hedging on bets and and not paying people during bets or whatever. Yeah. So I'm just like, he had to pay him, or he, he realistically is planning on paying him. He just hasn't yet. But yeah. there's no way that he couldn't end up paying
1: him. Yeah, I don't think he has paid him, but I think he has every intention of paying him. And, and uh, But Shane was supposed to come to St. Louis, and then he was supposed to come to Seattle, and he never did. And I mean, we covered it in, in later shows. We're like, hey, dude, show up. We'll write you a check or whatever. Kenny will pay you. Um, but, yeah, that's classic. Every time Kenny and Paul – came in together it got worse and worse you know and it was you can just see it and you can hear maybe you can hear it in these clips that that they're just getting into each other and our next show show 10 uh Lindsay's the money's run out Motor world has pulled out already after com- Motor world committed to a year then they said okay we're gonna do six months then they pulled out after 10 shows <laughs> so uh that was awesome I was a little peeved at Paul, I'll be honest, because, you know, you have to lock those sponsors down and, and, you know, and and you just can't, you know, I mean, they were like, we didn't see a return on it. And I'm like – it's eight shows in. What, what do you want? You know, what do you want to do right now? You know, um, the show. Was eight shows on. is essentially
0: eight weeks out of a year, down to six months, down to what they yeah. want to go in a monthly deal. Or? Yeah,
1: yeah, like like what if if the million dollar orders don't flow in, then it must not be working. Like I didn't, I wasn't happy with them, and I like the guys down at Motor World. Brian Junkie's a friend of mine. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't happy with the way they they, they ended their deal. But anyway, so the money's run out. Uh, Paul's stuck in Colorado, and to be fair to Paul. Uh, in this show, it's hard to be, you got me and Kenny, two kind of personalities in the studio and him on the phone. It's not the best way to do it uh, as a, as a co-host.
0: Right. Yeah. And at least this, uh, show 10 includes the part of Pulp, Pulp MX show lore with, uh, Paul saying the cracking of the fresh Red Bull for the show 10 classic
1: gotta love that and also too the uh, I don't know if you if you pulled any of the clips but there was the constant uh thanking of David Claybaugh in Colorado um and motocross the nations
0: where the world is. I coming. didn't get those but I do remember what you're talking yeah. about I remember a lot of uh back padding going on
1: yeah and, and 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 the the promises were there that we were all going to get taken care of the motocross the nations and I tried to get a pass and I didn't get my pass through them and I tried to get a pass and all those backslaps were quickly forgotten. So, anyways, right. uh, it's just fun. Good times. Good times. Uh, okay, so uh, what else is going on in show ten? We got just Lindsay on the phone.
0: Yeah, we got Lindsay on the phone. We got uh, the awesome K Dub story when Bob Hanna didn't know who he was, and Deegan was clowning him for it. <laughs> and then the good, uh, the Deegan story from when he uh, his bike seized due to K Dub uh, removing the coolant in oh, between yes. motos. Yes, yes. And he, he pounded a beer. And and that was quickly got uh, reprimanded.
1: And and what did you say earlier? He got he got fired for not following the rules on a team that isn't supposed to follow the rules,
6: right? <laughs> he says as much too. It's
1: great. Yeah, no, that that's that's awesome. And uh, and again with Kenny, it seemed like the stories weren't ending, and I could see, I could see radio gold happening. Pardon the expression. I could see it. You know what I mean? Like this guy was was better than I even thought he would be like I knew he's kind of a clown I've known him for over 10 years but it was even better than I could have imagined so let's uh let's take a listen to show 10 here
6: show 10 week 10 here we go baby oh wait before we get started listen to this here
2: that is the sound of an ice cold Red Bull being cracked open for week 10
1: of the sometimes studio guest Kenny Watson of the Hart Huntington rock star. tell me tell me he's not sitting in my chair
7: I would never do that. That chair reeks like butt. Watson, the floor is yours right now. Yeah, I don't. I would go that far, but this, I just, uh, you know, growing up, you know, I've, I've always had that nickname. And, uh, you know, I started coming on the races, working with Kyle Lewis, and one thing led to the next. And uh, I remember uh, I knew who Kevin Windham was when he was riding, you know, amateur on Cowies. And then uh, we were at Gatorback um, for the National, and, and I never even heard, you know, K-Dub or, you know, I, I thought thought that was me. Yeah. So, uh We're at the line for Moto One at Gatorback, 1995. I was with Deegan. Dude, Bob Hanna is standing, like, right where the staging area is, and we're in the line to go, and he's looking right at us, and he's yelling, hey, K-Dub, come here. K-Dub, come here. And Deegan's, like, looking at me. I'm looking at Deegan going, (laughs) whoa. So I start walking towards him, and I walk up. Right when I'm about to walk towards him, dude, Wyndham comes walking in front of me, and he starts talking to him. So I just walk right by him. Like, tried to play it off. Yeah. Like, didn't want to look like a total asshole. Yeah. And then I walked by, and I looked down, and on Kevin's, you know, on his butt patch, it has a special K from Kellogg's, and it said K-Dub, and it was wearing Fox gear, and I'm like, what's going on here? You know, so you I walked. Yeah. Oh, dude, I felt like the biggest. And you, and if you know how Deegan is, Deegan just yeah. ruins me in front of everyone. You're an idiot. <laughs> you don't know. Blah blah blah. You thought that guy. That guy doesn't know you. You think <laughs> blah blah blah. I'm like, I really thought like Bob Hanna knew what was up with K-Dub, but he yeah. didn't know. Brian's pushing his bike back up the hill. Uh huh. Some dude leans over the fence, and Brian's so pissed he gives Brian hands Brian a Budweiser, and Brian pounds it. <laughs> and I'm watching all this shit. Really,
4: Brian? Yeah, for sure, dude. That's
7: what happened. So we get back home. You fired him or he quit? No. Okay. I didn't. I was. I was good because I felt like shit because I knew it was my fault, but right. I didn't want to tell him because he would have fucking went nuts on me. Okay, drop the F bombs. No F bombs. Why? We're we're on the, we're online. Just, I'll cuss you for know. one. Come on, fire me. <laughs> Anyways, to make a long story short, the owner of the team said, "You have to find Egan He has to write an apology letter to our sponsors." Yeah. And Brian pretty much said, "F you,
4: I quit." <laughs> And
7: that was yeah. the end of that, yeah.
1: hour it went down, Deegan?
4: Yeah, I was dying, dude. Like, the Moto Triple X, the team that was supposed to be based off, you know, breaking all the rules, was telling me to write an apology letter. I started laughing. I was like, <laughs> yeah, right.
1: And that was Brian Deegan, the general of militia, telling us uh, his philosophy on life. And I knew with Kenny on the show, it was only a matter of time before his best friend forever, Ivan Tedesco, made an appearance, although Swisscore, maybe he's not his best friend.
0: Yeah, you can uh, argue either way, I guess, on this one. Although, I got to admit, there was a lot of him and hon by Hot Sauce going on, so I had to clip some of it, but everybody that was listening knows, but you got a feeling that Hot Sauce was kind of being painted into a corner there, but (laughs) these are the only clips that I pulled from this show, but they're classics. I had to just, I I wasn't going to pull anything else, but they're classics, so I had to pull it.
1: Right, and did you, is this also a clip of Tedesco saying if you give him four weeks or eight weeks, he can be the best of the world at anything? No, that's forthcoming. Okay, all right, fantastic. All right, let's take a listen to show number 11. Show 11. Real quickly, let's, uh, let's call Ivan Tedesco up and uh, ask him who his best friend is. Hey, Ivan, this is Mathis. Lindsay's on the line. You're These guys li- are
7: trying to talk shit on me Hot Sauce. You're
1: live on the air right now. I oh, okay. have a question for you. <laughs> who is your best friend in the world? That's a tough one, man. My wife. Okay, besides the wife, because that, that's true. <laughs> besides the wife. I don't know, man. Well, okay, the reason we called was because Watson said that Ivan was his best friend. Watson's one of my best friends, for sure. Okay. All
7: Do right. best friends
1: Dude.
7: pull the crapper on yep. the motorhome and get full crap all over them for the, a random? <laughs> yeah. No, I did that uh, for him. Okay. Did
1: you tell that story on air?
7: No, I've never told that story on air. And just shut your mouth. They don't need to know. <laughs>
1: All right, that was show 11, and uh, that would be Paul Lindsay's last show. Um, we broke up right after that. He, Like I said, he called me and said, hey, it's not working out. And I said, yeah, you're right, it's not working out. And um, we went our separate ways. He wanted to name the Moto Show, so it wasn't that original, and I gave it to him. And I think he said he was planning on starting his own radio show. So I'm not sure how that's going. Again, we're still buddies, but... Anyway, SwizzCore, uh, yeah, we broke up, and the show started to take its form after that. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Oh, yeah. The, the, the back and forth and the flow seemed a bit more natural. Um, the whole show feel just, it was more liquid after that.
1: Yeah, it, it really seemed like, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what Kenny was going to say. So, and I don't think even he knows what he was going to say.
0: That's the, the joy of Watson.
1: Exactly. So let's take a listen to, uh, to Show 12. Show 12. Well I guess first off the bat, let's touch on uh, on something somebody's missing from the show. Paul Lindsay is uh, not on this week and I'm not sure if he's gonna be on in the foreseeable future. I would bet not. Um, creative differences Watson would we say? Uh, yeah, you know what Paul and uh, Paul's always been
7: cool with me. I'm just I just come on the show to try to put some uh, little excitement into it and I don't know if I caused any controversy or what the story is but uh, I'm here. Yeah. Steve asked me to be come back and, and help out and be part of it, and I'm here to do what I got to do. But uh, you know, um, hats off to Paul for everything he did to uh, get this thing started. And too bad he can't be part of it. Who's
1: calling? Hasbin. Hasbin's back. Hey, Rick Bye. said it was actually a 154 in the Suzuki. It was not a 167. But uh, and
7: anyway. I'm going to beg to differ because I worked on the thing. That thing had a piston big as a softball. I
4: have a bad temper
9: sometimes, man. You can't, you can't confirm me. I don't like that. So. And especially when someone talks crap about me, if you do a face-to-face, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. But, like, but you know what, it's, it's all good, it's all good. My man, Travis Preston got me mad last week. Uh, but you know uh, what, hey, I may be a, p- a potato on a motorcycle, but I put his ass down more than he did to me, so I'm cool. Hey, Eric, we gotta let yeah. you go.
1: I got, we gotta call Reed. Wait, I told him I'd call him at 6.30. Uh,
9: cool, yeah, like, me, are you sure the guy's gonna
7: talk or he's gonna cry?
1: Hey, I'm gonna let Reed know you said that. All right, that was uh, show 12, and uh, always a good time when Eric Sorby calls in. Also, at this point, I can say that the buzz in the pits was getting a little stronger. I was having people coming up to me and being like, hey, man, I heard your show's nuts, or "You know, I heard you're doing this show, and I've listened to it, or my, my brother listens to it, or my whatever. Um, my cousin listened to it and says it was funny, and you know, inevitably it would lead to a Watson joke. But uh, getting read on the show was good. Always good to have Reader on the show. He uh, He's called in a bunch, and sometimes unsolicited, which is awesome. And even Sorby. I don't believe Sorby. I think Sorby just came on to, to make fun of Preston um, yeah. for calling him potatoes. was in the
0: chat room that night, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So maybe, maybe K-Dub texted him to call in or something.
1: Yeah, you can see where we were getting more, you know, more maybe uh, big time, let's say.
0: Um, I think that buzz might have come from the departure of Paul, not because Paul wasn't there anymore, but... More so just because what the F could have happened to make Paul quit already? <laughs> you know, What's what? going on with the show? Like, it, there's people talking about it now because yeah. there's obviously controversy if Paul left.
1: Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And we're like two months in and already we, right. had, we had a host change. So, yep. yeah, that's probably a good point. People do love that controversy. Um, oh, yeah. And then uh, show 14, which is the next show you pulled Tony Alessi's on, which uh, took basically a United Nations agreement to get him to come on the show. Uh, good. he wanted, you know, he would only come on after I assured him that it's live. I'm not going to edit anything. I'm not going to set him up with anything. Um, you know, he kind of wanted to know the questions beforehand and I told him, I told him some of the questions. I didn't show him all of them. And of course, again, I don't know what Kenny's going to ask him. So that's even better. Um, Mm -hmm. I could just point my finger at Kenny and be like, he asked it, but, uh, he was (laughs) good. He was good. Did you like him as a guest? Yeah, I thought he was great.
0: Um, I, I found it hard to swallow when he was talking about how he was wishing the RV would have won the Supercross title. I'm sure he did feel bad about him because, he, obviously, he's a human. He's going to feel bad about someone that goes through an injury like that. But saying that he was pulling for him and it just breaks his heart is a little bit of a stretch.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree, as, long, as well as the acting on the reality show.
0: That was gold. That was almost on par with K-Dub gold.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right, let's take a listen to uh, show 14 clips via Swiss score show 14. Brian Villopoto's crash. What's your take on uh, St. Louis and everything that went down there?
3: You know, honestly, I'm, you won't probably believe this, but I, I wanted that guy to win the, I wanted that guy to win the championship. I can't believe I ever would say that because (laughs) of all the rivalry, but I, I really did want him to win the championship. I thought he was the, the fastest guy. He won seven races and, and honestly, I feel sick inside, you know, because, uh, I, I mean, I just feel for him, you know? Like, there's the guy. He can see the championship. He's winning races. He's on top of the world. And, like, now today he wakes up, and it's like his world is over, you know? And it just, I, I feel terrible for the guy, you know, honestly. Just sick inside.
1: Hey, Tony, let me ask you about this. Uh, what did you think about that Inside the Outdoors show? Uh, were you happy with the way everything you you guys were portrayed, and uh, were you happy with the production of the show and all that?
3: Well, I think the things that I could say are good, obviously, as I think we got more uh T V time than anybody else and I mean I think you know how much that has a value of mm-hmm. and uh I mean you know we might have played it up a little bit because that's part of the role playing that that goes on when you're acting on T V but at the end of the day I think that we uh I mean I think that we got a lot of airtime and if you have to take that and ask how much it was worth, I mean, I mean yeah, maybe you have to act it up a little bit to get that kind of airtime but mm-hmm. at the end of the day I think we got huge value out of it. Mm-hmm.
1: There we go, Tony Lessi. Always a good time. Um, now, right into show fifteen. Fifteen, good numbers, Swisscore. Right on. Uh, fifteen has uh, Ryan Villapoto on it, as well as Kenny's rant at Dave at Australia. Um, you know, we get lots of messages, we get lots of emails, lots of phone calls, and I'm amazed. Kenny, like he'll just insult people on the show. I just, I, he won't say, you know, hey man, uh, you know, I, I disagree. I think you're you're wrong because of this and this. He'll just be like, you're an idiot. And yet, people keep listening to the show. So it's right. all—it's all the genius of Kenny.
0: I think as with Kenny, the way it is, everybody knows that he's like—he like he says, Pellegrino is black and white. There's no gray area. It's like he just—he's straight up. He doesn't mince words or anything. He just says what he says. People expect that now, so they take Kenny with a grain of salt. They don't—they know he doesn't mean—he doesn't sound—he doesn't mean as harsh as he sounds when he talks.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I could see where some people would get upset, but yet I could also see where people would get upset, and then they would tune in again or write another email to see what Kenny would say. Like Dave. Like Dave, for example. Let's, uh, let's take a listen to show 15 here. Show 15. Dave sent an email. All right, hey, Dave. Hey, yeah. Steve, your podcasts are awesome. All of them, the best on the net, in my opinion. That'd be me. Likes me. One criticism is I don't think Kenny is up to your level by a long way. Too cool. Too cool too abrasive always name dropping and big noting himself and tries to make the show relate back to himself nowhere near as professional as you are that's right <laughs> i think he's talking about paul Lindsay. paul price i think was too straight but you have to balance you have the balance right you need someone more natural and normal by your side more normal watson so dave sent in another email after the show last week okay wow man just listen to the alessi show enough of these watson stories who cares who is he no one Change the name to Watson Show. Come on, Steve. Reel them in. Right. Hey. Dave. Hey, Dave.
7: When you put down your mop from being a janitor, wherever you do. (laughs) Okay, I've been working in this industry for a long time. I have a lot of stories. I've been around. I know a lot of people. People want to hear it. Dude, if you don't want to hear what I have to say, it's very simple. There's a power button on your computer, and go away. So what you tell me is good, and I'm going to work on it. But you know what? At the end of the day... Suck it. Rhino, some dude just sent an email and said that I sucked and I don't know shit and I just talked too much and they changed the name to the Watson Show.
1: What do you think about that?
7: This guy's a douchebag. I mean, it's
8: pretty funny.
1: Take us through your crash.
8: Well, yeah, I just um, it was tough because that whole section there had a, like the right side of the jump was super flat and nobody was going there, and uh, I just switch up my line a little bit and. And uh did the same thing I did every other lap, but you know the line obviously was pretty small, and i I didn't even come close to making it
1: and when you went down, you just must have hurt like crazy, huh. <laughs>
8: Yeah, I was actually trying. I was gonna to try to get up, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna stay right here."
7: John Gallagher's a douchebag in my eyes, and I'll tell it to him to his face. Hey, do you ever work with two guys that, and you think they're just bulk douchebags, but you still got to come to work?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on. Um, today. No,
8: not two, not two of them, but definitely
7: one. Definitely
1: one of them. I liked your corn dog comment about me too. That made me feel good.
8: What was the comment?
1: Remember, you said if Mathis was my mechanic, he'd let me eat corn dogs. Uh, and yeah, was, and
8: then if went at, like in between races at the Nationals, he'd go to the concession stand and get me like, yeah. get, like an elephant ear and we'd share
1: it. Paul <laughs> next show you are on the air. Who's this? Who's husband? Oh, okay. Ryan, uh, before we let you go, uh, I met a fan uh, on a Friday night at the local uh, watering hole who said to me, he's a grown man, and uh, when you won Seattle last year, he, he broke down in tears Sob. in the stadium. Cried.
7: Wow. wow. Cried for Ryan Villapoto. How do you pull a, a girl like you pulled down, dude? That's a little bit older than you and this quiet kid, you just you you got game, dude. How do you do it? How did you pull that? I am mind boggled. When I heard that, I was like, no way. Then Villa Potos, that's Villa Potos lady now, and I was like, Holy shit, good pull. I was pumped for you. <laughs> I get well, I mean what can I say? I guess I got some game.
1: Watson, did you have fun tonight? Oh, it was
7: awesome. Man.
0: Man, I love that Dave from Australia. That email and Kenny's response are definitely one of my top five moments of the show all year, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's one of a kind, that Watson. Um, that kind of set Watson up for
0: what he is now. Right. Like, his responses to everything kind of stem from that Dave
1: email initially coming in. I love how he gets butt hurt. He gets really – he's like a little kid where his feelings, he's really happy or really sad or – you know, he, people get or he gets really angry. Like he really cares what people in the chat room and in the emails say about him. So of course, what happens? People say meaner things about him on the chat room, and people write more emails talking shit. About right. Him. So yeah, it's awful. Awesome. Yep. But uh, okay, so that was 15. fifteen, sixteen. Um, what do we got? Sixteen.
0: Sixteen. We got Langston talking about Sharky. It was right after Sharky's death. Uh, yeah. Uh, a little bit of a union talk, um, quote unquote union talk. Yeah. Uh, David Iser was on that night talking about his uh, last interview with J-Law, which is pretty interesting. Weege is involved in that story. We got uh, K-Dub's story on how uh, Matt Bonney got his uh, nickname Bob Marley. Oh, yeah. And then another one of my top five stories ever from K-Dub, the Matt Wallace
1: story, including some sleeping pills. All right, let's take a listen to show 16. Show 16. Let's talk about Sharky a little bit. Uh, what, what, what's your memories of him?
10: Andrew was a genuine, genuine great guy, and anyone that knows him will vouch for me on that. He was a great father, great husband. All my memories of, of, of Sharky was just nothing but good memories. I mean, the guy was great. He, his daughter was his life, which just breaks my heart because mm-hmm. I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a racer, you know. You talk about something hitting close to home um, and losing a friend. Uh, It's devastating, you know, I have a lot of ideas that I would like to see in our sport because the bikes are getting faster and heavier, and safety is not keeping up with that. And I hate to say it, but this is going to become all too frequent unless
5: things change. I'm
11: going to call 98 that I win the crate ticket.
5: Did I tell you how the last time we had Jason Lawrence on how we had to do it? Is He stood me up, which he's done a good six times. i am said, all right, that's it. I'm nobody's bitch. I will never ask him again ever, ever to be on the show. But the one time, that the last time we had him on the show, he, he I was talking to, to uh, Little Hanny, and I said, all right, well, you know, uh, Jay Law's up next where he goes, well, I'm sitting here having dinner with him. I'm like, "Why?" Well, he goes, I'm, we're at a Red Lobster in Temecula. I'm like, well, hand him the phone. So Jason Lawrence is like, no, I'm not going to talk to him. So he, he blows us off. Jason Wygant's in town. He's, he's on the show that night. He goes, I know where that Red Lobster is. Jason gets in his car, drives to the Red Lobster, walks in, sits down at the table, hands Jay Law
1: the phone and says, do your interview. I'm uh, show you're on the air. Who's this?
7: How's it? it been? been? <laughs> I hate effing Hangtown. I hate the people that run it. The people are idiots. The (laughs) dirt diggers can go dig a hole and bury themselves. The reason why I gave him the nickname Bob Gnarly, he hit his chest so hard, he bruised his heart. The Asterix guys told me, broken pelvis, a broken sternum, punctured lung, broken ribs. After he crashed, he got back up, rode back to the mechanics area, sat there for a couple laps, and went out and rode a lap, and he goes, you don't realize how gnarly I am. (laughs) <laughs> and then right there, it came to the thing where... Bob
1: Gnarly. Bob Gnarly. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this?
7: This has been.
1: It has been. What's up?
7: Dude, I got a great story about Matt Wallace. Great story. Oh, yeah. Fun, one of the funniest stories ever of all time. He worked for Ty Birdwell. I worked for Deegan. It was 97. We're in a hotel room. Birdwell and Deegan had these two girls that they pulled from the track. They were going to go out with these chicks. And if you don't know Matt Wallace, he is a ladies' man. Loves the girls. Loves the women. And uh, he, has, he has more game than Michael Jordan. Matt Wallace was married for 10 years. He's been separated for the last year, and he is on it. We're in this hotel room. Wallace is like, hey, I'm going with you guys. I'm going with you guys. Uh-huh. And they're like, no, no, we only got two girls. Yeah. Come on. So he was all gung-ho to go. Well, they go, hey, we're going to go to Taco Bell. Do you want anything, Matt? And Matt's all, yeah, I'm going to take a shower. But I want two tacos, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, they went to Taco Bell. They came back. Matt was still in the shower. And Deegan's all, dude, I don't want him to go. I don't want him to go. And Birdwell's all, well, what are we going to do? And Deacon's like, hold on. Deacon had these Ambien sleeping pills. And he went and he crumbled them up, like three of them, and put them in each taco. So we're talking six Ambien. (laughs) So Wallace gets out of the shower. Fucking eats his tacos and he's sitting on the bed next to me. What when we're watching? And those guys were getting ready. And he already
1: knew that he had. Oh, yeah. yeah. We all. So no, we're watching him. Yeah. So
7: we're watching him. And I look over at him and he starts knotting out, knotting out, knotting yeah. out. Next thing I know, he is out like a trout. <laughs> out. Deegan and Birdwell are just laughing their asses off. Deegan comes over and pushes Matt off the bed and he falls on the ground in between the wall and the yeah, bed. Yeah. And that's where he stayed for about fourteen hours. <laughs>
1: All right, good times. The next show we have is uh, is a special show, uh, Show 17, and it was a a hastily convened Pulp MX show because it was the Vegas Supercross was in town, and I rounded up everybody I could to come over for the show. Watson couldn't make it, didn't want to do a show, couldn't make it. But with everybody in town, man, SwissCore, I just had to have a show and, because people could be in the studio, which is always, always better.
0: Yeah, maybe that's why... It was so good. Like, I, I had my doubts about how good a Friday night show was going to be for listeners, let alone in Vegas when it's so busy there. Um, but maybe that's why I liked it so much, because I, I kind of knew that it was a party atmosphere at the house, and it just kind of shone through. But I still, I still don't understand why the show isn't more popular than it is as far as listens and downloads, because there's so much in it that's awesome to listen to.
1: House, you mean studio, don't you? Didn't I say studio? You didn't. You said house. Oh, I must have been talking about something else. That was a slut. Um, yeah, and also, too, uh, Wygant and Maeda never spoke until they were at my house. That's unbelievable. I know. And they both came away telling me how cool the other guy was, and they had no idea. So,
0: well, that happens a lot, though, with nice guys and nice guys. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. And, uh, um, and also, too, uh, so it was myself and Don Maeda and Jason Wygant. Brendan Lutz was in the studio. Lutz is a great guy who never talks at all, and he got on the mic a little bit. Uh, I definitely, like you said, it's, a, it's, a, it's an underrated show. I recommend people going back and listening to the whole show itself, and it's show 17. Uh, has been called Giuseppe Luongo's first call to the show. Um, no idea at the time. I can't believe people thought it was Wygant when he was answering people, right? Yeah, that was crazy yeah I got, I, got e- I got emails saying that it was, it was Jason Wygant. You know, Meanwhile he was talking to Giuseppe on the lines so. right yeah. um, at the time, it was a total shock. It made me laugh my ass off though uh, come to find out I have sneaking suspicions who it was because Giuseppe called either one or two more times, and I, I kind of heard through the grapevine who it might have been, but i, I can 't be sure i 'm not hundred percent sure, but anyways, this first call of Giuseppe is, uh, is hilarious. And uh, so take a listen, people, to uh, Maeda, Wygant, Hasbin, Lutz, and Giuseppe. The Vegas Show. Pulp Mx Show, you're on the air. Who's this?
11: Has been. Has been. Wow. This Hasbin.
1: Hasbin. This is our regular wow. caller. Uh, Hasbin, why do you call in so much? Like, do you just really like the show?
6: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, actually, I really uh, uh, think you guys are doing really good.
12: I would never, ever doubt or write off James Stewart. Coming back. I think. Uh, Coming back and winning handedly. He'll, he'll win the first race he comes back to. I guarantee it. Oh, I didn't say that, did I?
1: Did you see Don Maeda cut open his uh, <laughs> his genitalia on a oh, fence? Sheesh. On a fence. Did you happen to catch that?
4: <laughs> you know, I missed that one. It was darn. a
1: hay bale stick, man. Oh, it was <laughs> a hay bale. Okay. Ouch, Don.
4: <laughs> I, I I hope they recovered. Had
12: you heard well, that? is, you is heard?
4: that before or
10: after
12: the daughters, Don? Oh, it was after. It was three three years ago. Oh. Okay. I, I wrote the story. It's called How I Let It All Hang Out at Hangtown <laughs> and, <laughs> and How I Put the Sack in Sacramento. <laughs>
9: oh, man.
1: Hope I'm next, You're on the air. Who's this?
9: Don't pretend, it, Mathis, that you do not know who this is. No. This is the giuseppe lorongo and if you think you can get away with your smut on the internet and talking about my usgp the race of the century you have another thing
1: coming wow we have for real wow we have giuseppe lorongo on the line and he's angry (laughs) and he's angry it's the evil giuseppe
13: hey you wrote about the mxa article man
1: yeah i'm sorry giuseppe did you read that mxa was are you upset about the mxa article I know you. I
9: do not. No, Giuseppe Longo does not read things. People read things to Giuseppe Longo. (laughs) Do you understand that?
1: Yes, I do. I'm really sorry. Uh, You you want to
9: laugh, Jason Weimer? I hear you in the background. Test. Tell your boss. I will crush. Morgantown. I will crush the Lucas Oil. Gee, the, the Nationals in this summer. I will crush them. I will turn Morgantown into my personal toilet.
13: <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, oh,
9: you seem oh, rather upset. Hey,
1: congratulations on the on the Glen Helen race. um Oh yes, you
9: like that, huh? I trick you all. I trick you all. I play a joke. Oh, they, they think, oh, Glen Helen is going to do national. It's going to do national again this summer. No, like the French story of Trojan horse, I come and sneak in and I steal it right from underneath you. And you know what? I will read Trojan when I fuck your ass and make you humble for stalking such snot about me.
1: Uh, I'm really sorry. I mean, I've, I've liked the GPs. I've been to the GPs. Um, I've written about them. Um, you know, I, I apologize. you written trash about them. That's what you've written. H- have, you, have you had much contact with Jody Weisel at MXA about the, uh, about the GP?
9: Jody Weisel is an era, another American fool. He sits there and sucks my taint because I tell him to.
1: But, but he's designing the track and everything. The,
9: the, oh, he tells that He is my slave. He's my American slave. And you know what? You will be too. Everyone in America will be wearing an, an orange helmet by the time I am finished. I will crush the nationals. There will be GPS everywhere. I will own the universe. Yes. This is Luongo. Giuseppe. This is Giuseppe Luongo's universe. You are just living in it.
1: Um, how do you? How do, how, what's the reaction in, in the pits to? To some of the, you know, like no, the non-purse, the no, no purse and the, the teams paying high entry fees. I mean, are you, are you having some problem with the teams?
9: The, no, no, no.
1: The purse, we don't need money. The
9: honor of kissing my ring is the prize <laughs> at the USGP. You will get down on your knees.
1: Um, <laughs> this is y-
9: unbelievable. Yeah, I, 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 can't oh, and think, I hear you back there whispering, Don. I will cut open your ball sack with my teeth.
1: Uh, Wow, Giuseppe's not happy. Hey, uh, what's the next plan for the G... Like, do you have another track in mind or another race? Do you have...
9: Oh, I am a devious man. I am going... My next track is going to be every track that is U.S. (laughs) Nationals. I will own them. We're not going to combine GPs and Nationals. They are just going to be GPs. Giuseppe Longo's race everywhere.
12: Wow.
1: Wow. Uh, Why well, again? I'm, I'm what a, is this? I, this is Giuseppe Luongo. This is <laughs> Giuseppe Luongo. He's <laughs> yeah, calling. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, uh, Caroli. Ha- talk about Caroli a little bit, then.
9: Antonio Caroli. Here's who I'm going to have at my USGP in Glen Helen before I destroy every race next year. We are going to have the best racer in the world, better than James Stewart, Antonio Caroli. Then we are going to have Ricky Carmichael, Chad Reed. Do not believe his Twitter. We are going to have... Uh, the, the greatest, uh, Jeremy McGrath, the oh, yeah. king, he will be there. David Bailey, he will be racing right next to him. We <laughs> will have Mike Alessi. We have Jeff Alessi. We have everyone in the middle. They were all about to me. Jeez, Carmichael's racing?
1: Are you, are you getting Carmichael back out of retirement?
9: i already done. He's done, you know, I just had to say my name, and that was all that was needed.
12: R-C- all that was necessary. RC was in the Trojan horse with you. <laughs>
1: Uh, Giuseppe, well, I'm really sorry to, uh, to, to, to get you so angry, um, uh, well, I'm not angry, I am
9: happy, I am happy that I will crush you all, you arrogant Americans, uh, you and you're, and you do not understand our dry humor, you will understand it very damn well by the time I'm finished with you all.
1: <laughs> wow, uh. Well, have you spoken to Davey Coombs at all about any of this? Uh
9: Coombs is an insect. Do not even mention his name. I will crush Coombs. I will crush his organization. I will crush his family.
1: Wow.
14: That's jacked up,
1: dude. Well, hey, Giuseppe, th- thank you for calling in. Thank you.
9: I, Don, I want to better thank you than that. I am Giuseppe Luongo. I am the real mystery guest. And this is like the Glen Helen switch. Don is not the real guest. I am the real mystery
1: guest. <laughs> Uh, you certainly are. Yes, definitely. Uh, and long distance from Italy at that too. I I appreciate it.
15: Oh, we don't know where he could be. From. Oh yeah, we don't. Not... To take over. Yeah. You
1: never know. He may be at Mount Morris right now, <laughs> planning <laughs> on in Morgantown. In Morgantown. Morgan <laughs> did you plan this? I, no, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who Giuseppe is. Um, maybe this is the real Giuseppe Longo. If it is, if it is, it's even better. I'm not going to say anything in that case. Right, right. Well, Giuseppe, we'll see you at Glen Helen, right?
9: You would see me right away, I by the time I am through.
1: <laughs> All right. I
9: would take down your black president. I would be the king of the world.
1: <laughs> All right. The well politics. with that, we we thank you for calling the show. Yes. <laughs> That's it. You did not I, I I think I hung up on him. I don't that know.
13: That is not you uh, did not set that up or anything. No, no,
1: I don't like I like that that guy called in though. Uh, I, I hope he calls in <laughs> again. Um I can't I like the part about using a Trojan on me. I, I thought that was pretty good.
12: I was scared after he said he's going to bite my nut sack open with his teeth.
1: <laughs> you're not on my level, okay? You're not on my level.
5: You're right. You're not, idiot. Later. Let's see him.
1: That was the Vegas show. The next show up, show 17, uh, Larry Brooks, uh, Matt Bonney, and Jason Thomas's altercation number 832. Uh, that took place this year. That was at the Vegas Supercross. Um, what do you think about this show, Swisscore?
0: Larry Brooks is on the short list, as far as I'm concerned, with Mitch and Dave Arnold. Now, of people who could pretty much say anything, and it would be interesting. Not necessarily agree with everything, but it's all worth listening to for
1: sure. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Brooks fan. He fired me from his team, and I still like the guy. I just if you're a man, if you work underneath him, you realize he doesn't bullshit you. He tells it like it is. He Tries to help you out. He's loyal to a fault, even, and uh, and he's honest. And uh, I mean, you know, obviously he's got to protect some interests and stuff. But um, I like Larry. I'll go to bat for him. I know he gets ruined in the internet community, but uh, I'm telling you what, if you had a beer with the dude, or a Mountain Dew in his case, if you had a, sat down and had a Mountain Dew with Larry Brooks, you'd realize that uh, he's just a fan, and he and he's a good guy, and he's uh, just one of us who does a real cool job and is uh, fiercely loyal about it. So. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. I'm glad. It seems like he's kind of let the stuff roll off his back a little bit better than he used to on the Internet, too, which is important. I mean, you can't put any any weight into anything that's said about anybody by anybody on the Internet, really. I mean, unless it's somebody that affects you in your day-to-day life, it's really not worth it. Yeah, it seems I read, like he's figured that out.
1: I read on the Internet that I was cool, for example, and we know that that's not true. Example A. Thank you. Let's take a listen. Show 17. JT did a donut and was chasing him, and then they were they stopped, and then he was swinging. It was funny
7: when I got back to the truck. I was Bonnie was on getting you know took his helmet off and Mm -hmm. was standing there, and I walked back and I'm all hey JT's at the back of the truck. He wants to talk to you, and Bonnie ran to the back,
1: and nothing was there. Nothing was there. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, good one. Fell for the oldest trick in the book.
6: I I don't know Chad from before. You know I started working with Chad in 2007 and 2008, and and we had some successful seasons. You know Um, first year we finished second the second year we won the championship and, you know, Chad, we had some disagreements there at the last, uh, half of our final season together in 2008. And, you know, it just wasn't going to work out. And, you know, myself, you know, and the team, we decided to, uh, to let Chad go and not rehire him. And, you know, it just, it, it is it it is scorn chad deep that that he just can't let go you know and i just keep hearing these things that he says about me and you know i keep my mouth shut i don't say anything and you know chad continues to say these negative things about me and you know all i can do is kind of say that you know he was he was hurt deep over that whole thing of getting fired and you know he just won't let it go so Every time you hear Chad say something negative about me it it it's back to relate to that uh two thousand eight season when he was let go at the end of the end of the year. I emailed uh, Steve Astafin and said, "Hey, you know it's past the the date you know was there a problem? did something happen and you know he wrote this nasty email back to me and pretty much told me to f off and and you know use the the f word a couple times in it and I was blown away. I was like, wow. You know, I thought we had a relationship here. I thought everything was great, and it just didn't work out. And, you know, now you're going to you resort to this. And, and Or at that time, it didn't even work out. I was still trying to make it work. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I at that point, I just realized that, you know, this isn't right. You know, I shouldn't have to be begging someone
1: to ride for me. Kenny's Corner.
7: <laughs> if anyone wants to join the fan club, they can go to www. Kenny Watson, fanclub.com, and I'm taking donations.
1: Somebody just tweeted that it was like the motocross version of Burton and Ernie.
7: I don't really care about going to the Outdoor Nationals because I don't get paid to go.
1: You, uh, can you watch them on TV, though, so when you come in Mondays we know what's going on? No. Okay. Thank That's- you, uh,
7: Coy Gibbs and Coach Gibbs, for uh, giving birth to Coy so we could do this.
0: Here's show 18. We've got the original Please Come Home, I Miss You from K-Dub in its native format. Uh, A very little-known Kenny Bonnick's term, I haven't heard it uh, mentioned very often, exorbed, it's a good one. Uh, K-Dub explains what his rub is with Paul Lindsay, why they don't seem to get along real well. Uh, Mathics explains the original show intentions and how they broke down and why they broke down. Paul actually calls in. We have Giuseppe Lalongo call number two in its entirety. Can't ever cut up a Giuseppe call They're too good to... They cut into little pieces. And then uh, Watson's Dave Die story, falling asleep, almost killing him while on Tranquilizers. That is an instant classic. And then Mathis pulls apart Kenny's phone to see how many unread messages he has. Let's we'll have, have a listen.
3: Show 18.
7: Me and the MX chick are still not talking. And if you're listening to the MX chick, please come home. I miss you. Wow.
1: Well, <laughs> I'm tearing up in here. No kid. Do you have some tissue? Yeah, hold on. I'll be right back.
7: <laughs> <laughs> but she's probably not listening, so don't worry about it, dude. I know board. Rack and trail. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, he's from Red Bud.
1: He's on the. Oh, that's track and trail.
7: Oh, oh. <laughs> His dad just stood back and absorbed all you know everything that was going on. It's our show, right? Right. Okay. I don't say me, me, me. Like for my team, my race team. Right. It's never about me. Paul doesn't have a job in the industry. And every time I see Paul at a race, a supercross, he's running around like he has something to do. Like, he's running <laughs> around like he's so busy. And then one time I seen him, he had a clipboard and a piece and, and writing and, and on his phone. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. I, Dude, you're not an agent. You're not a manager. You're a washed-up rider. You ain't got nothing. Why do you walk around here and try to pretend like you're doing something so people think that you're busy?
1: Paul was absolutely right. The show was started off to be a serious wind tunnel, look at motocross. But as I didn't get the expected numbers that I thought, it was too serious. Paul was too on it. And, cool. and I admit, I did say I wanted that, but quickly I found out that it wasn't that good. And we're back on the Paul Mx Show. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Yeah, it's has Oh, Hasbin. what took you so long? So where does leaving the show rank as the biggest regrets of your life?
2: <laughs> um right up there with starting the show there's a new team that is interested in hiring me as a team manager they came to me it was extremely flattering i haven't seen anything yet or right. i've been made an offer yet but i, I uh, from everything i've heard it's the real deal they're going to do it the right way
16: because Kenny you know what that's like to uh, sound
7: like a broken record man that's what everybody says when they start a team yeah well,
1: no one ever's going to start a team and go i do it I'm wrong i'm going to nickel and dime it. <laughs> shit pop next show you're on the air who's this Can you feel it the massive can you feel it? We are just nearly days away from the race of the century. <laughs> I think this is Giuseppe. Is this it's Giuseppe again? Again. The, the reign of Giuseppe longer is upon us. Uh, hey, Giuseppe, what did you think of the Hangtown race, though? It, it, ran, it ran pretty smooth. Oh, oh, you know, I can't
9: seem. I saw the race, but for some reason I could not hear the race. <laughs> What's the problem? What's the problem? problem is Cruz's cool, cheap bastard cannot afford proper
1: equipment unlike Giuseppe Luongo. Uh, are you gonna, so are you looking forward to... Uh, what do you think about Michael Lessie's ride on a KTM 350? Oh, the only reason that Michael Lessie win that race is because Everest was there to
9: coach him and my Antonio Corolla was there to create that bike that won. Without it, he would be nothing. His American... Nothing. He is insect. I will crush him. I will crush America.
1: Uh wow! Big uh, bold words from Giuseppe yeah. Luongo Jr. Yeah, I mean he's here.
9: He's uh, here. Uh,
1: he's hey, this weekend you're not going to see a lot of the top Americans. Is that does that kind of bum you out?
9: They're afraid. I'm not bummed
1: because they are
9: scared of me. They are afraid. Chad Reed. Oh no! Big walks. Big walks. You are
1: big bullshit, Chad Reed. <laughs> wow. He's calling Reedy a pussy.
12: Yeah, interesting. Ask him what he'll think of uh, the American margaritas at the Margarita Bar. Glenn Helen. Yeah.
17: Right there. Uh, when I take over America, my face will be on every single
9: dollar bill, and I will demolish that shithole Las Vegas <laughs> and that
1: Hard Rock Cafe, that brothel. I will destroy it. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Davy Coombs came out and said that the uh, a lot of their assistants... do assist- Coombs to me and i will crush him uh, he go
9: all day home he is a, the face of american motocross he goes too late even picks up garbage i will make sure he'd be picking up himself because he is the garbage he cannot afford good sound quality for his races and he cannot afford glenn helen uh, hey, it, it wasn't Chad his
7: fault, though. reed's not american dude aussie aussie eh hey. Oh, I'm sorry.
9: Is this Kenny Rogers? I did not know you were able to speak. I did not know that Carrie Hart allowed you to. He does. You are his lap dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh,
1: hey, no, but seriously, Davey Coombs. The the they had problems with the webcast. They said that they were they'd been attacked by. A virus program. I'm wondering if it was Did based. you do it? Was it based in oh, Italy?
9: I don't know.
1: I was dizzy that day.
11: <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. Are you the virus? <laughs> was the virus named Luongo? <laughs> yes. The virus named Luongo is going to crush
9: the nationals next year. You will all open your mouth and you will taste
1: my youth stream. You will gargle it and you will swallow it. Wow! Bold words. Well, Giuseppe, thank you again for calling in. Uh, JR is going <laughs> to keel over here. You all right, buddy? On your knees next week. The race of the century is
9: upon us. No one would even bother showing up to that shithole. High point. I, I would fuck.
1: I David agree. Ass. I would make him humble. Wow. Watson, what do you think?
7: Yeah, sweet, yeah. Giuseppe.
1: Sweet. <laughs> hey, thanks. Watson, but- you have nothing to say to me.
7: No, I'm petting my dog right now.
9: Oh, yeah, shoot, you I'm always petting my dog, my petting dry dog named Kenny Watson. When I kick over American Rivercross and destroy it.
7: Give me a job, dude. I'll work for you because I like your style.
9: You are lazy. I'm not lazy. You do not go to outdoor races because you are a afraid. Farting Huntington,
1: more like Farting
12: Huntington. Ha, ha, ha. Hardest working man at Supercross right oh, there.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Giuseppe, thank you for calling in once again to the Pulp MX Show. I can't believe you listened to this thing. Yes. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this?
3: Gentleman Nash, one final time. Dave
1: Die. Dave Lie. Dave Lie.
7: <laughs> okay, everyone doesn't know. I don't know if you guys know who Dave Dye is, but maybe you should give him an update on Dave Dye, who he is. Uh, works for
1: Hanson right now. Still talk to him. I talk to him weekly. Um, he worked for Chad Reed uh, when Reed in 2003 when he won the championship. Told the team manager at Yamaha, uh, I want to throw battery acid on your face. Quit after one year. So now you guys right. know
7: who Dave Dye is. I just
1: rattle off his career. Whew.
7: Dave yeah. Dye. Okay. I met Dave through Timmy in Florida. So, we go to Anaheim. We go to uh, LA Coliseum, 1998, uh, first round.
1: Mm-hmm. I know this story, by the story, but I'm way. in.
7: Yeah. I'm in my truck, and one of the AMA officials comes up to me and says, "Hey, Dave, die your mechanic." And I said, "Yes." He said he just had a seizure on the floor, and they're transporting him to the hospital. I'm like, "What do you mean a seizure?" Mm-hmm. They said he had a seizure, a brain seizure, and he went into convulsions. I said, "Wow." Yeah. Is he all right? You know, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to keep him. So anyways, he did that. He had to go back to Florida. He's, at, he's back home for maybe three weeks. It's right before Seattle. And he calls me and he goes, hey, I'm ready to come back to work. I'm all good.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: I said, are you sure? Just take your time. You know, it's not that big a deal, you know. He goes, Swingster's, no,
1: Swingster's not exactly lighting it up out yeah. there. Yeah.
7: <laughs> and he said, no, I'm ready. I said, okay, let's do it. So yeah. I get in. The van. He gets in the van. I start driving. I'm not even to to uh, to like Newhall or Lancaster or yeah, not, yeah. like Valencia yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in the sleeper sleeping. <laughs> I'm driving, driving, driving. Three o'clock in the morning comes up. I'm getting into like Redding, uh, Grants Pass. You know, right yeah. before you get into Oregon. And I go, "Hey, Dave, Dave, can you drive?"
1: Yeah.
7: I go, "Dude, you've been sleeping for Non-stop. Non-stop. You've been sleeping for 13 hours in my in the van, yeah. and you slept the whole way here. Uh-huh. He goes, "Yeah, dude, just I just got to get a Mountain Dew and 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 take a pee and and get going. I'll yeah. be fine." I yeah. said, "No problem." So we're going through Grants Pass, Oregon here, bud.
15: Uh-huh.
7: I need you to be on your toes. Yeah, no problem. Die gets behind the wheel. I jump into the sleeper. I'm not shitting you, dude. No less than 15 <laughs> minutes later, <laughs> I hear this noise, and I'll never forget it. It sounded like the gnarliest fucking impact. Another Uh, F-bomb. F-bomb, I'm sorry. Impact, like someone just took a car and just ran into another car. (laughs) I wake up and I open my eyes and I just see sparks. Dave is in the guardrail in Grants Pass in the mountains and I look over at him and he's sleeping. (laughs) At the wheel, just... 15 minutes? Like this. (laughs) Dude, he's into the thing. And the only thing that's keeping the van straight is the guardrail. Yeah, yeah. And I start screaming, Dave. And he, waves, he's like, oh, oh my God. He freaks out. He stops. I'm like, dude, you could have killed us. What is wrong with right, you? Right. What is wrong with you? And he's crying like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, ain't no way. I'm going back to sleep. Now. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. He jumps back in the sleeper and goes to sleep.
1: Again. So I drive yeah.
7: the whole way. I get about, no shit, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And I, dude, I can't pull yeah. it no longer. You did. played can, every game, like can hang you your please, head out the window, and yeah. No, he <laughs> slept the whole time. Never got out of the sleeper. <laughs> so one of my other buddies that was up there, my friend Jim, lived in Oregon. One of Bertie's friends met up with us. We stopped and ate, and he yeah. followed us. So I, I'm driving, and he had one of his buddies, and I go, dude, there's no way I can make it in, dude. I yeah. can't make it in. So I'm sleeping in the back, and next thing I see, this dude smoking pot. In the driver's seat, and I tell him what hotel to go to, and I'm sleeping, and he goes, "Yeah, we're here." And I get up, and I'm driving in, and I'm like, just like not paying yeah. attention. Well, him and Dave drive right under the overhang <laughs> and rip the whole top <laughs> of the box fan off. Oh, shit. So, dude, the whole side of my box fan is weeded. The tops yeah, yeah. peeled off. The tires all wobbly. I'm just like, and what I have to call. I have on? to call Kurt Haller and tell him this. Yeah. one. Later that year, we're in Minneapolis. And Denny Stevenson crashes, and we're staying at Denny's house. It was between in Nebraska, yeah, in Nebraska. Yeah. We're staying there between Millville or uh, Minneapolis and Dallas, and dude, Denny crashes. Same thing goes into convulsions. Yeah, has a yeah. seizure. So we go back to Denny's house, and we're there, and it's just <clears> me, Dave, and Denny, and and he's like, "Hey, Kenny, do you think like either you or Dave?" can drive my truck and I'll you know we'll follow mm-hmm. and I go why can't you drive he goes oh well, I'm on this medicine that makes you super tired and you can't drive on it because you fall asleep. And Dave goes, oh, yeah, dude, I was on that same stuff. You can drive on that. The doctor told you not to drive on it, but I did. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Are you kidding me? So there's So Dave. he's
1: on his medicine. Yeah, he yeah. was on
7: medicine. He was like on tranquilizers. Yeah. Dave lied. He almost killed me.
1: Pulp by Mech show where we copy other motocross shows. You're on the air. Who's this? JT texts me like halfway through the second moto. And said switch equals flipped. I have something to say about Kenny's phone that I think it is the listeners may may find interesting. Uh, all right, here's, here, here's, here's here's my whole point right here. Yeah. Okay. Justin. Yes. Sir. Take, out, take out your phone right now. Where, where, where is it at?
2: It's over here on the table.
1: How many messages do you have on it that are not read? Like you, you've never read them? Text messages, voicemails, anything? Oh, probably zero. Okay, what does it say?
17: Well, I don't, I don't know how to get to that okay. function. I don't all do right. a lot of text. Here,
1: and here's my point. I have a voicemail on my phone right now yep. and zero text messages. Okay. Uh, Kenny Watson's phone. 42 unread text messages. Nice. That's just
7: from when I got here. I'm sure. And I
1: no, didn't check them. Didn't one guys... time you had 80-something on here I yes. saw. You got to at least check them, Watson. I'm not saying, th- these are unchecked. 42. Yeah. Like you've not read these. That's like my email box. This bugs me, Kenny. All right. Well, I'm going to clean it out. Because you're, you're a team manager. <laughs> All right, that's show 18. Uh, next up is show 20. And also, something people need to realize about the Pulp MX show is that it's not always about motocross. Is it, Swisscore?
0: Uh, I would say regularly it's not always about motocross.
1: <laughs> and that would drive Paul Lindsay crazy. But, you know, we got Kenny's on, on again, and off again relationship with MX Chick and her with some BMX dude or something. Uh, Pingree's talking about all the ancestral motocross relationships going on. Um,. My wife starts getting involved in the show with Kenny, because um, they were—I don't know what the deal was with those two—but they were like talking crap yet liked each other or something, you know? Like I don't know. It was just funny, so I took it to the next to, to the next level, of course. Uh, just all in the name of good MX uh, radio, I guess. Let's call it. Um, and also too, uh, Moser, Moser's first call, right?
0: Yeah, it's a uh, short one. I just pulled the clip where he it says it's him, but. There's more coming from Mosher that's it, it's gold in the end.
1: All right. Well, let's listen to uh, show number 20. Show 20. Speaking
7: of Rockwell watches, uh, yeah. you know the watch that I gave the MX chick. Yeah. Uh... I found it in her purse when she was loading up her gear getting out, yep. and I tried to take it back. And <laughs> so she said, oh, oh, so is that what we're doing? You're giving me stuff and taking it back now? And I felt kind of like a, a douchebag. Did you bag. tell
1: I, uh, Hot sauce the story? No, but I felt like
7: it? a douche. So I said no, I was going to be cool and get it fitted for you and then send it to you. <laughs> and she straight looked at me and said, you're so full of shit. I yeah. said, you're right. We were right. watching
12: the Winter Olympics yeah. and uh, where speed skating was on. I was like, Dude, give me four years I can oh, do Oh, four this. years. Okay.
1: Yeah. If the podcast were a hamburger... You would be the nice, medium-rare Angus beef on a nice, fresh sesame seed bun. And Watson would be the sweet, smoky bacon and cheddar. <laughs> the burger on its own is fantastic, but the bacon and cheddar completes it. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't take the proceeding in a gay way because I'm not like that. Please do. And you texted her at work the other day something about her friend. You texted her. Uh, uh, I, are you trying to hook up with my wife? Because you can say what you want about Paul. He wasn't trying to bang my wife. He wasn't.
7: Come on, dude. Can't I just be a nice guy? Yeah, I, know. I always I know. say. Just, this just, was...
1: just promise me because the show is probably going to end if you bang my wife. Okay. Like, I promise no, you that okay. it's not going to happen okay, because right.
7: I don't think your wife would bang me because yeah. I think she's a, a, a real woman. Okay. She's not some like little pit tootsie. <laughs> I
1: imagine if you did. We had this awkward little show we still had to do. <laughs> we still did it. <laughs> hey, uh, hey k can you tell Angie uh, I said hi?
7: So to make a long story short, we were talking about. You say about... that all the
1: time, but you never do. You don't make the story short. I'm just saying, and you
7: know what? F you, I'm, then I, I don't, gonna don't say care. One word no, no, no. Right?
1: I'm okay with it. I'm just—it's hilarious that you say that every week. You're like, to make a long story short, and you then you ramble on,
12: and I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm just wondering.
7: All right, I'm going to make this a long ass story. Okay,
12: <laughs> hot sauce story coming at you. No, it's it. Uh, in 2005, Dungy was on our flight because he was headed back to Minnesota. That's where he lives, and I was sitting uh, sitting there, and he walks by, and then he asked me for my autograph on the airplane in 2005. He was Really? Okay, he, he came up to talk yeah, to yeah. me. He's he like, hey, I'm Ryan. I, I race and this. He was telling me he's, he just yeah. got back from Loretto's, I think, and everything. Uh-huh. And, you know, he asked me for my autograph and whatever. And then '07, he he signed with Suzuki. And he he, I didn't really remember it at the time, but he's like, hey man, do you remember on the airplane? I, yeah. I remembered it. <laughs> and then you know, he was my teammate two years later. Yeah, and how funny now is that? Look, Now look where he's at. I, I knew he was going to be tough this year on the 450. Yeah. Uh, one day out at the farm, his his bike broke, and uh, he hopped on RC's bike, his 450 with R C settings, everything. Yeah, yeah. And, was handling me. It was pissing me yeah, off. Yeah. Like dude has this kid? He's just jumping on his bike. But right. you, you could just see it in him. I'm your Twitter
6: friend, CL Moser.
5: Well, I thought uh, you danced so.
1: around the Regal thing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you did. know,
7: I did. Pinky did get contact cleaner.
5: Hey, Pink.
1: Watson's been going on and on. Uh, he he asked Factory Honda for a case of contact cleaner, and Martini shut him down sometimes during Supercross. And he brings up the contact cleaner every week. He's very upset <laughs> that he didn't get contact cleaner from Honda. <laughs>
4: Kenny, Kenny doesn't hold a grudge. I like Larry. I'm
1: not going let to let you speak ill will of Larry Brooks. Dude, I, you,
4: don't have to, you know my deal with
7: Larry. Hey,
1: Ping, do you have a bunch of primates behind you? Are you in the, uh... Italy?
7: Those are my, my
4: girls, so yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude,
4: Dad, when Daddy... I, I got him tonight, mm-hmm, right? Like, most right. the nights my wife works and I make dinner and whatever, hang out. Yeah. We have the dumbest dinners when I am home. I made hot dogs and corn on the cob on the barbecue. <laughs> yeah. like, the Only thing I'll make is stuff I can grill. Yeah, All yeah. I know how to do. I can pull it out of a can and heat it or barbecue it.
1: That's a not Do those
4: two things, we aren't
1: eating it. I hope Who's ag-
4: Hasbin? Is he like a, a Vegas no.
7: meth addict? No, like he's
4: he's a meth addict from New Jersey. He's
7: yeah, he's from addict.
1: Jersey. Just he he calls in a lot. He's and bored. Uh, we feel like he's. I feel like he's a little bit of our friend. Kenny,
7: I I, I do. I think we're gonna bring Hasbin in the studio one time just to have him in there. <laughs>
4: Gentlemen, what's going on, Nash?
7: Calls. Hey,
1: Nash, what's up? Thanks for calling, buddy. Missed you last week.
4: A regular. Dude, you you don't even understand the weirdness, like the weird <laughs> six degrees of separation between me and Factory Phil. Like it's it's super odd, and, and we're over it now, pretty much. But you know, when I first turned a pro and moved out here, Randy Lawrence was my mechanic, so I lived with Randy and Phil. And then, like yeah, yeah, six months it. into that, I started dating their sister, Shelly. And a few months after that, I moved in with her. Super bad for my career, by the way. That <laughs> whole that creates some like weird tension between your buddy and. Their sister who you're, you know,
1: Pork. plowing like a... porking
4: Yeah, feel the corn. So <laughs> then, then we break up. It's nasty. She ends up stealing my bike. I have to call the Fayetteville what? Police Department and have her arrested because she has my road bike. And she's pregnant with some other dude's baby at that point. They did. So then did the you get the bed back me from and her though? Because her pregnant daughter's being put in jail, which I told the police. I'm like, don't actually book her, but just like scare, because I don't want her stealing crap again. So oh, then, sometime shortly after that, my sister, who's a few years older than I am, three years older, she's partying in the house with some friends. She knows Phil because you know she just met him through whatever. Well, she ends up hooking up with Phil at Havasu on one drunken weekend. What? So Phil comes up to me and laughing, hey, dude, remember when you were hooking up with my sister? I'm all yeah. He's like, well. We're even, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah, awesome.
1: And we all know the Lawrence <laughs> brothers' reputation for their uh their uh their, they're well endowed Their They're girth. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, all I can do is feel sorry for my sister. I almost cried the next time I talked to her.
7: Hey Pink, can I bring up a, a story or would you would you rather not me have to do that? <laughs> Cause I know you know what's coming, bro. I don't know. Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> All right, that's why I love you, Pete. What is
4: this when Metzger pooped in a box? Yep.
7: <laughs> Dude, we're at we're at this birthday party. Shelley grew up with Deegan and Mesker. You know, down there, and you know, they lived in Cherry Valley, whatever. So they. Something went wrong with Deegan and Metzger and Shelley. Well, Shelly was dating Ping. They were all butt hurt. You know, I guess they wanted to hang out with her. And well, she awesome I think story. The, I
4: think Metzger or Deegan are both of them were sleeping with her too, or something. Okay, I didn't want on. to say that, but I you getting, threw it wait, out I there. Would be like a young you are kid from Phoenix. I was like, dude, I, I didn't want to throw
7: know. that out there, but you're one hundred percent correct. <laughs> this is what I'm going through <laughs> in my life right now with with a certain female MX Roach. Hold on, well, hold on. Please come home. I miss you. <laughs> That's what I was saying on the show about my chick. I wanted her to come home, but she came home. Don't be careful what you wish for. But anyways, you to make so a long story track, short, it. Ping, we're it's at every, this party. This is pr- every week, IT. We're at this party, and it's at Dean Gibson's house in J-Bone, who live together. So we used to have poker parties. Everyone would come over. They're over there. They walk in. It's Shelly's birthday. Hey, we got you a birthday present. She's like, oh, my God, you guys. They're like, crush the ice. Like, we're sorry, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they took a shit in a shoebox and took <laughs> took the the a magazine yeah. and every picture in the magazine was of Pingree and wrapped it up in the paper so she didn't know what it was. Uh, she opens the box on. and puts her fucking hands right in it.
16: No. Oh. <laughs> but can i tell a watson story right now
1: yeah uh, how on. much pain was he in with contact i, got, on a wire I brush? gotta
16: tell this watson story because he was bagging on bevo for getting the girl p- kicked out of the pit oh uh, no don't do it right uh, don't do <laughs> it this, this, <goes, laughs> this, this, this goes way way back this is like back in mickey thompson days
1: uh-huh
16: and uh my buddy chris adzinski was racing we were racing mickey thompson we were there more for the good times than we were the racing but right. you know he's doing his best and uh Watson was talking to this girl outside the fence about coming in the pits. <laughs> so, and Watson goes back to his truck and handed her a pass through the fence. So she came in the, she started to walk in the pits. And my buddy Chris kind of like came in between before she could walk over to Watson. So it's a block pass? He, he didn't know what? she was on the way. <laughs> he didn't so know tell, she was on the hey, way. Hey, you, so you, you could tell the whole you know, story. You in the front of the truck with her. You know, they were just, you know, wow. getting busy a little bit. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. Watson walks over. He's like, hey, what happened to that girl? Did you see that girl? I'm like, hey, she's in the truck with Radzinski. <laughs> Watson goes and gets security and has her kicked out of the pits for no credential. Yeah.
7: And if you're going to look on the uh, banner for the website, it's going to be called The Kenny Watson and The Other Guys Show.
1: All right. Uh, that was a good show we just did. Uh, show 21 is, um, and again, I'm not making fun of it, but there's, there's a show out there called Body Bag and Forehead. I don't know anything about it. Um, more shows the merrier, as long as they're not on Monday nights. And um, a guy sent me a listener sent me an email and said, "You got to listen to Kyle Regal's dad, who we now found out it's a stepdad, but you got to listen to Kyle Regal's dad on this show. It's just gold." And and, and I did. And uh, yeah, it was gold. I gotta say. Also, um, what do you think of Pellegrino? He's coming up. Right? Honestly, He's coming yeah, up. Yeah, honestly,
0: <laughs> from. The first clip that you played from Body Bag and Forehead, I was like, eh. I was like, he sounds like he could be pretty excited. But it didn't strike me as something that was like, yeah, this this has got to be something we got to get. But then, obviously, we saw later it was. And it was yeah. fully worth it.
1: Uh, also in the show, things get a little weirder between my wife and Kenny. Um, and you make a sweet intro that Kenny likes, but uh, he doesn't really like the segment itself, does he? I
0: think he loves the segment. He just doesn't love the corny calling of Kenny's Corner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's that that off-the-cuff Kenny. All right, let's take a listen. Show 21. Hey, uh, uh, there's a show called uh, uh, Body Bag and Forehead that maybe some people listen to. Um, They had Kyle Regal's dad on Mark. Yeah, I know. Okay.
7: I love him. Yeah, he dude. He calls it as he sees it. He he, is a straight shooter. Let me tell
1: you, I'm going to play some clips from this interview. I don't know if he's crazy or just... Acting he or what? No, this he, that's that's no, I, what you see I, I is mean, what you get. I crazy in a good way. Here's, uh, here's his I reputation. Mean, guess, and this is why the he's only difficult, guess, uh,
11: shady people don't like honest people, the last time I checked. There you go.
1: That interview was not played to make fun of him. It's going
7: to be my show. It's going to be the, the Kenny Watson and the other guy. That's
1: it. Yeah, the other guy. I would it's love mine. to see I you working. Sh- i love to see you working. No, this I'll board. hire
7: someone. Oh. I will hire someone to do that.
1: Okay. In my house? Yeah, <laughs> in your house, and, and
7: I will come here and bring my food. Your yeah. wife will make it for me.
1: Right. It'll be awesome. Did my wife and uh, you have any more texts this weekend while I was gone?
7: Matter of fact, she did text me, Mathis.
1: That's ridiculous. Please, please don't have sex with Kenny.
7: Okay, I'll
17: try to resist his charms. He's very because that would though.
1: that would definitely disrupt the show's chemistry. Kenny, do you know what time it is?
7: No, it's time for Angie to come sit on my lap.
1: No, it is definitely not time for that. <laughs> uh, here, here, here's this is what time it is.
7: I'm kind of a big deal people know me. I've been around, I know a lot of people.
16: It's Kenny's Corner. F*** you if you don't like it. Suck it.
7: <laughs>
1: Kenny's that's, Corner.
7: That's awesome, the new intros. Do you sick. like it? Oh, so yeah. now you
1: like Kenny's Corner.
7: I like the intro, I don't know if I like the Kenny's Corner.
1: Alright, on to show number 22. Uh, what do we got here, Swisscore?
7: We got a quick little um, ad-lib
0: Q&A between you and Scott Sheik, I mean between Kenny Watson and You being Kenny Watson and Scott Sheik. Uh, We've got Andrew Short calling K Dub out for talking about him and Jackie holding hands in the pits. Says it never happened. Uh, K Dub says he was wrong and actually says it. So if anybody needs proof of Kenny actually admitting that he was wrong at some point in his life, they can find it in this show. Yeah. And uh, we got a special guest on this one.
1: Likes to talk. This one, this show put us on the map. So uh, let's listen.
6: Show twenty two.
1: Scott Sheik. Oh, that'd be hey, awesome. Le- le- I'm gonna pretend I'm mean, you. You pretend you're Scott Sheik, okay? Uh huh. All right. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Hey, Sheiker, what's up, man? This is K Dub. Hey, do you want to ride X Games for us? Oh, hey,
9: K Dub,
8: how you doing?
1: I'm good, man. Hey, we got an opening spot for X Games. Would you like to come in?
8: Oh, I would love to, but I just don't think I'm I'm ready. But I I, I might be able to. Let me get back to you, K K Dub.
1: All right, perfect. Thanks, Sheiker. Later. Bye. <laughs> All right that that would be the con- that would be the contact right that, there. That would be it. And then uh, she could be like, my clutch, my clutch. Yeah.
18: <laughs> oh god, my settings are so wrong.
1: <laughs> Shorty, you have an issue with Kenny and one of the one of the facts that he spouted off yeah. on the show? Let's yeah. hear it.
7: And yeah. I didn't mean you hold hands, if that's what you're talking about. You guys were walking <laughs> dude, side by I've side. I never I don't even hold hands with Jackie when we're like going to like the banquet or something and we're all dressed up and you're supposed to be holding hands. Yeah. Like we just don't do that, dude. I was r- r- I can't even say the word. I was wrong. Short. do me a favor, dude, between me and you. Just do this. Just do this for me because I've known Jackie and Tom and all those people a long time. They're great people. If she ends up being pregnant, will you hold her hand when she walks out of the office? Will you just grab her hand <laughs> and just put your arm around her and go, I am so blessed to have a beautiful wife, and I could not want to have a family with anyone else. And just give her a kiss on the cheek and grab her hand, take her to the door, open up the side of the passenger door, and put her in and go home. Hey,
1: dude. Papa Show, you're on the air. Who's this? You there? Yeah.
11: Hey, is this Montel Williams? Yeah, this is Montel. Hey, awesome. Hey, is, is, is this Kenny or the other guy? Yeah, Mark Regal. Thanks for the call, brother. Hey, hey, hey Mark Regal. Yeah, wow. I was going to ask you for generators, all right.
7: Yeah, dude, no. Yeah, that generator's fine. A lot of people don't know Mark. The way I met Mark was
11: Uh uh-huh.
7: Mark worked for uh, show haulers, concept haulers. Yeah.
11: Uh, no, okay, hang hold on. on. Mark he was, helped out Mark. while he was in need. I never technically worked for him.
7: Okay, <laughs> Mark is such a yeah. good dude. He helped the dude out. And I bought a piece of shit from the guy that never broke down. And Mark was my il- liaison. Hey. That helped me. I Laison? Tried, I tried to say a big word right was <laughs> on the radio, and I five hundred dollar word there.
13: JT, yeah.
1: JT, what is that? What is a liaison? You know, JT? <laughs> uh, I think
13: yeah. it's I think it's a GED liaison. <laughs>
11: that was it, dude. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, are you are you out there? Are you defending me or what? what From Montel think? tearing me up all the time? What are you thinking, dude? What do you thinking? Uh, am, am I Montel? You got you got you got, to, you got to cover me, Kenny. I mean, geez, oh man.
7: I did. I, I, hey, you could if you go back and listen to all the shows. You see what I have to say. I say you're a straight up dude. You're a straight shooter. You call and, it as you see it.
1: And you called out Kyle for a top three uh, at Texas. Exactly.
7: I back your program. I back what you do. We come. We La- come from the same side of the street. He's man. a good
1: lazen. He's a good lazy. I'm a good lazen. Hey,
7: that's gonna. Yeah, be let's not get
11: carried
1: away. But yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah,
11: and, I, I and, hear you. And, I, yeah, I just hey, I, eventually I got to speak up and. And defend myself, for crying out loud. Of course, I'm pumped about all the love I receive. I never knew I was a, you know, an industry guy. Apparently, I am. Mark, that's kind of awesome, because I know, like, four people in the entire industry, so that's badass.
1: Mark, we played some of your interview from a, uh, uh, a show. Yeah. You, hang uh,
11: on. You edited from what I was told. Played little clips. You didn't oh, even yeah, play yeah, the well, whole shit. No, I can't. And we, then, we, can't,
1: we can't play half an hour on the show.
11: No, dude. It
7: wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was not bad. He, if you oh, go that's back, awesome! If you that's go back awesome. and listen
11: to it, you, you no, you know what? I, I I'm uh, I'm like the old other fellow you were just talking about. I, I didn't even know this this shit existed, and <laughs> I'm not a, a message board guy, and so on and so forth. I I get forwarded all the garbage uh, in case I didn't get there. All the garbage that's printed, uh, you know, some people have forwarded it to me, probably, you know, what I mean, just to get me going. But yeah, you People are gonna say what they're gonna say. I'm not. You know, unfortunately, Montel Mathis there is, oh, is extremely misinformed. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's you know, that's all right. I mean, I, Kenny, if you want to talk shit about me and my family, that's fine because hell, at least you know me and you know my family and you've met us, so well, you can make a valid judgment. But for I don't, somebody that doesn't know us at all, period, end of story, never even met them to talk shit. I don't know.
1: All right, I don't and know. When do I get? When do I get to speak?
7: Yeah, th- I'll, let, me, let me just get Steve's back here for a second. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm not, and, I'm, and, and if he talks shit, I would say get him. You know me. I'm not, I'm not a bullshit. I like
1: to think – wait a minute. I like to think I, I know people – and JTR, do you want to go or do you want to stay on the line, JT? No, I'm good, dude. Okay. I would, Mark, I think – like I know people at Valley, and I know Michael Holligan and Jim Lewis, and I like, yeah. to, I like to think that I've laid it out that I have no effing idea what went down obviously some gnarly stuff did that's all well, you know I, I gotta be honest that's where i'm
11: i'm i'm a little torn because i mean, i'm just a, a dairy farm uh construction rat by trade uh you know self-made goon so I, I don't know what what those girls over there call gnarly but i i don't ever i gotta be honest it, it was i didn't think it was that gnarly i mean i can sit right here as honest as a day as long and and even and you know whether I can call out names or not, but look, look, I don't even care. Let's go there. Throttle, you know what I mean. John Mitchell. Honestly, I I, I can't throw the under the bus. And I guess to be honest with you, Chad Lands, a team owner, mm-hmm. can't throw the guy under the bus. Uh, you know, if, if I I just I can't. I, I don't have any reason to. And and what I mean by that is, I don't understand why. You know, the confusing part for me is is why. Some individuals over there at Valley have taken it upon themselves, uh, personal vendettas or whatever you want to call it, you know, and just hammered Kyle and myself. I mean, honestly, Steve, I could care less what anybody thinks. It shit don't matter to me. If you don't pay my bills, fuck you. You know, it don't much matter to me, but I got to be honest. The way the industry works, obviously we all know. It's it's really it's really uh, dampened, Kyle, and he doesn't right. deserve that. And I don't know why. I mean, well, I'll, let me, I'll let me help you to say this. Let me help you with that. Uh, the difference between myself and, and and your buddies over there at Valley, because I, I do know who you talk to. I promise you that. Uh, the difference between themselves and, and myself is one. Uh, I'm not afraid to throw stones because I don't live in a glass house. Uh, I'm not embarrassed who I am or, or what I do or, or how I do things. And But at the same token, I'm not going to hide behind a curtain. And, and I, I, I truly, honestly, I don't understand. I mean, Mike Throttle, and I'll keep going back there. You know, he probably doesn't bother to tell you that I lobbied for that guy because when he came in, you know, Lanza, the team owner, had him doing, you know, Kyle's mechanic stuff mm-hmm. and basically team manager. And he put the whole thing together. I mean, the guy pulled it all together, mean, he was busting his ass. And And, you know, I could sense I've had employees many in my day and I could sense that you know he was he wasn't real happy, and all them guys talk. I said, "Hell, I went to Lands today. Hey, you got to cut that guy a check, man. You wonder why he's pissed off and so grumpy all the time? He's the lowest man in the totem pole, and he's putting this whole thing together.' You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. so it's odd to me, honestly, where all the bashing and and, and all comes from. I, and I'm being honest. I, I'm I promise you, yeah. I'll call it black and white. It, it don't it don't faze me none, and that's the hard part for me and, and honestly uh there has been no comment made by me or my family you know on the internet period, you know no defense, no nothing while all the shit is being said and I'm yep. gonna tell you something it's all shit and and and, and I, I it's unfortunate that you've received uh false information well you let's, know let's, and, let's, and and but my point is, let's is look, let's, I could have oh. easily you know whan, 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 and, <laughs> and blown my horn and this you and that, that and everything yeah. and you know, we chose not to say anything, and, and unfortunately, uh, it's, I mean, Kyle's lucky to get a job, let's face it. So now, fuck it, I might as well say whatever I want to say and blow everybody out <laughs> at all because he's done. All right. If the kid don't win, he's done. And honestly, it's absolutely unacceptable. And and those, you know, and, and those involved in, in, in just beating him down uh, should be embarrassed, honestly. And I, I don't understand who picks on an 18-year-old kid. All right, and, hey. and you call it what you want. if you have a problem with me that's fine, but when you know that it directly affects a young rider and he 's a good kid, period period, End of story he's a good kid, and i 'd tell you he was a piece of shit if he's a piece of shit, and he's not you know all right hey, and,
1: hey let's, uh, let's 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 we're, we're, we're pressed for time a little bit, but let me let me get some words in here uh, for yeah. one, thank you for calling in we We were not we I played your clips last week because I thought you sounded i like sort of a I don't know if you were drunk or if that's just the way you are. <laughs> no, Clearly. Man, no. no but I'm so not even a drinker. I, was, I
11: do I, a lot of cocaine and <laughs> eat some pills, but that, nothing. This guy's I, straight as it
1: comes. I bro. played it for Watson because hey, I was like – Hey, I was remember, like,
11: Kenny, we come from the same spot.
1: <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on here. All right. So I played yeah. it for Kenny to be like, hey, listen to this guy because you do sound like a very straight shooter. So that is why I played the clips. We were not mocking you. And you can listen to the archives, and I so I don't know who told you what or whatever. But, so from the outside on the Valley deal, let's just yeah. take a look here. We got, you know, Throttle, who's, who's been in the Pro Circuit system. We got uh, all their guys over there. You might want to say it's, a, it you know, Frankie, uh, factory guy, Keith Burns, Yamaha, Troy, a longtime guy, Todd Brown, Geico, Honda. So I'm just saying yeah. from the outside. From the outside, yeah. you're looking at this team, and you're like, and, and we all know Kyle Hall's ass. We've seen it from the outside we're all looking at this team and we're going wow like like this kid has a has a has a paid ride on a good team comes out gets 7th uh, at the first round you know has good practice times and and you know there's just there's tons of shit going on to where Kyle and yourself decide that it's not worth it to get all expenses paid and ride what I think are decent bikes. I'm not saying I don't think they're probably the best bikes in the class, but for sure they're yeah. probably not bad. And, and yeah. you guys walk away from it. So from, from the outside looking in, it's a curious choice.
7: Yeah, but there's, <laughs> there's stuff in there that you, you don't know and I don't know and that they're oh, I not going to tell oh, you. The Valley, and no disrespect to Valley because, you know, they do what they do. But Absolutely. Just like on my team, there's shit that goes on that no one knows about. Right. But unless you're in that team. Well, there's obviously stuff that they probably promised or said they were going to do that they didn't do that made it happy. And at the end of the but day... But that's the shit happens on every team. Okay, but at the yeah. end of the day, the end of the day, it's up to the rider what the right. rider wants. So, and so, if they're not going to give someone what they want and they don't want to do, be there, it's time for them to go away. So it me, like that's what me they as
1: a guy who gets paid to write about the sport, uh, I, I find it fascinating that there's this kid who came out of nowhere... And, and, and also, I don't know if you'll know this, Mark, but I was touting Kyle as far back as Redbud last year when he ran out of gas while he was in 10th when he came from the back. I said, hey, keep your eye on this kid. I don't know who he is, but this kid was running a solid 10th till he ran out of gas. So I've been on the Regal, watched Kyle Regal for a long time. And so as a guy who gets paid to write about things, I think it's it's. Fascinating that the breakup happened well, with you know this what? good team and this good rider, and, and I mean I don't know what happened. Okay, I don't the know. bottom
7: line is though. The bottom, the bottom line, line <laughs> show. The bottom line <laughs> show is, and and no disrespect to you, Steve, because you do what you got to do. But there's two sides of every story, and I don't think people should write or go to the press or put on the online unless you know both sides of the freaking. But I think
1: I have written both sides.
11: Yeah, well, obviously... Yeah, I think you're patting yourself on the back, can be honest. I, okay. I, That's a big I, back, too, I, by well, the way. I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you <laughs> what, it, it's as simple as this. And I can see how, how that, how it's viewed. The, what, what people don't understand, and I'll, I'll, I'll put it right out there and I'll clear it up. And like I said, I have nothing bad to say about Todd Brown, Frankie, you know what I mean? Known him for a while, nothing. Ivan's all good. Cunningham... All of them guys. Honestly, Burnsy, I got nothing bad to say. The problem at the end of the day is is what happened was Kyle was signed before the team was technically developed, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that's bad, but I don't think it's necessarily the right way. We all know everybody needs to be on board and have the same ideas and that's where you're gonna get your best results and and as as my my buddy ping who i i, I keep forgetting when i get to my next national maybe red Bud, i'm i'm gonna give him a little squeeze i promise you, well, that, you called him, he's another I, one that
1: you she and mouth. <laughs> put
11: a spin on something that was I guess i get blasted for telling the truth but he actually made a pretty good point in his little article uh other than having all the answers in the Lone star he put his spin on it to make him You know, whatever, who knows to protect his little buddies over there at Valley, for whatever the whole deal is. But anyway, um, it was laid out with Lanza. Um, You know, Kyle had guest rides off from Fisher last year from Albrick twice. You know, I mean, and he didn't take them. All right, and and it's something we talked about. And I'm going to tell you, I raised my kids to leave. All right, I want. I'm pissed off because Kyle's turning 19. And a sorry son of a bitch is still living under my roof. So I, I love him to death, don't get me wrong, but I raised my kids to leave, period. Hey, Mark. I, you know, hey Mark as for I... me making all of his decisions, it's total bullshit. When he got released from Valley, I didn't even know. He texted me and said, I just got released from Valley. I didn't even know because I washed my hands of it. I washed my hands of it at Atlanta and said, you know what? This is all wrong. This shit's all jacked out of shape. If I'm the problem, I'm the problem. I'm out. You know what I mean? And of course, nobody. You know, nobody. You know, except bothers to say that. But I think the biggest thing was, is we had an agreement. Everybody was on board at the time. Everybody was myself, Chad Lanza, Valley owner, uh, who I'm good with. I have nothing bad to say about Chad. Um, and and he had himself, Charles Halcomb, the old team manager. So basically, four of us. We were all on board. Everything was laid out the way. Kyle wanted it to be for his first year, low pressure, mm-hmm. keep his program. He's had so much change since he got Suzuki's. He wanted to keep everything the same, and blah blah blah. Well, you know, in the end, uh, they got to uh, somebody's blowing me up, going, "You better shut up. This shit's crazy." Uh, anyway, the uh, you know they they went about their deal, and and Lanza kind of hooked up and and with throttle, and, and it started going down a different path than what was originally intended. Not saying the wrong path. And you know what? We, we, you know, Kyle stepped into that mix and, and it just, it was a struggle. And, and you already said it, Steve, you already said it. He came out of nowhere, okay? And this is what people are missing. I work for a living, I've always worked. He has two sisters and a brother. You know, we do family stuff. I wasn't the guy that traveled all over the country and let my wife bang everybody, and my, my daughter, she probably banged a few, but not everybody at least. Uh, you, know, but, you know what I mean? We didn't go that route. I mean, the only year he did all the amateur nationals was when he got picked up by my buddy, Cole Gress, who I still love to this day as, as, as a father, as a parent. That's my guy. I don't, because he believed in my son when nobody else did. Uh, you know, that, that year with Suzuki, he did all the amateur nationals. He did a few others here and there on 80s, and, and, and that was it. And, and my point is, is, Kyle has not been groomed like Ciancarello is right now, like Tomac, like Barsha, Wilson. The list is a mile long. You know what I mean? So he's not ready. That's why he didn't the guest rides. Because he'd clam up. And you guys both know if you went out there on Mike Fisher's or Brian Villapoto's Cowie and didn't get top five, which is not supposed to happen, he's done. He's done. Because you're going to say, ah. Eh. He had the best bike ever, and he sucked. Well, he's not ready. You know, and I could be totally wrong, but, you know, Kyle talks to me, and he tells me, and I listen. It's that simple. I give him advice, obviously, on the best things I know how, but I just am unbelievably confused why certain parties have gone out of their way to melee Kyle, even if it's directed towards me, then call me on the phone or come to my house and whoop my ass you know what I mean? Try banging my wife. Whatever you want to do, that's fine. But to 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 get it to the point where where it's hammering Kyle and and his future. Well, you know, his, honestly, you honest, know?
1: honestly, Mark, and I'm being straight. I, I every all the banging all the, <laughs> the banging. Now I got banging on my mind because Kenny's trying to <laughs> bang my wife. But uh, all the bagging, seriously, that I've heard. And it's not just from the Valley guys, but it's from other people who have always been on you, not Kyle. Like, uh, honestly. Yeah, I, and I got,
11: I, I, I'm going to tell you something, Steve. I'm going to tell you something. I, I don't buy into that because I'm going to tell you. I don't. Have you ever met me? No. Nope. No. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, I know nobody. I am not in the industry. <laughs> well, you know Kenny. I don't care about the industry. You know it Kenny. doesn't pay my bills. <laughs> right. You know, of course, I need Kyle to make the money, by the way, so I can make my house payment. Oh, oh that's right. I don't fucking have one, all right, because I own everything. So my point is, I'm not that guy. And as for anybody else, the people I do know, I feel I have a fantastic relationship with. And you can sit there and cauliflower this shit all you want, but I'm going to go as far to say this without going too far. I have documentation, okay, documentation of shit that's been sent to prospective sponsors from, uh, employees over at the Valley camp. I, I heard that. Right? I heard the Document- same thing. Hang on. Yep. Documentation. All right? And I'm not even going go any further than let, that. Let me ask you this, and Mark. Is here, it, a, so we can all say what we want. And it was, it was it's malicious. It's, it's total bullshit. And, and, and to me, that makes no sense why anybody would go to that extreme. And they know who they are. Me, and they know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, let and that's me. all. Fine you can paint pick, pick the picture all pretty and so can them other guys because they don't want to look bad. Well, I got nothing to lose. My kid ain't going to get a job unless he wins. You know, he's 18 years old, and, he, and he's going to have to win the 450 outdoor nationals to, to have a freaking job at the that. I think you're you wrong about that.
1: I think you're wrong about that. I don't think he needs to win. He's been doing great. He's been doing fantastic. You know, Bud's Creek wasn't uh, yeah, my, the greatest My point but is, though, when, when you look at it, and
11: i got to be honest, and this is my other thing, what is the interest – in, in In Kyle, he shouldn't even he's give me a frick, nobody ever showed any interest, all right I paid from day one. I paid for everything period every eighty five, every sixty every pair oh, we had a fifty percent off of a two hundred percent markup over at four for ten years and I footed the bill for that. you know what I mean until Colgrass gave him some Suzukis. I mean he's the most un you know, I mean so. I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy living off my kid. I'm not, I'm not any of that. I married my wife at 23 years of age. She had three kids. All right? I raised every single one of them. I love them unconditionally. We have another daughter together. I've never been unemployed, okay, which I can't say for some of them other guys. So you can pump them up all you want, but as they were standing on the unemployment line, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to be that guy, but I've got to be honest with you. It's tough. For me to sit back and watch somebody write you know he's got but he's got family problems well last time I checked you know what I mean I mean I, I just I don't get it you know it, it's hard as, as a man as an adult as a parent um, you know it, it's difficult and all this shit about you know you just got to let go well I'm sorry if I don't think Southern California is the greatest place for me to drop off my 18 year old and like ping for example, Kyle was supposed to sleep on the couch over at the Love Shack or some bullshit from, from October till February. Uh, the kid's never even been away from home. We've always done everything. We've never had a babysitter. You know what I mean? So people people just need to investigate a little bit more. And I, I listen, I hear people talking shit it, it, they don't even look at me anymore. I'll tell you right now, I walked through the pit. I came and called, you know. I don't, even know, gonna, what, I don't even know gonna what I'm going to clear a few like. things up. Number one, Kyle did not get suspended, period, for anything. Number two, and, and we're going to talk about credibility for a second, all right? Because everybody's credible because they got some number one plates on the wall and they've been fired or let go from other companies. So they've got major credibility in the industry. I understand that. Sounds great. I don't buy into that shit, but that's their own deal. But, you know, you talk about credibility. And, you know, I just, I don't, it's their lies. I don't know how else to tell you. You can call Jane Caston, get the documentation. Kyle's contract read 250 West Coast Lights, all right, 450 East Coast Supercross, 450 Outdoors, all right? Did that happen? Nope, Nope, it didn't. And, and there's a whole big story behind that. because hey. There's some hidden rule book that we didn't know about that somebody implemented, but irregardless, that didn't happen. And, and let's talk about Daytona. Hey, uh, Mark, Kyle Mark, didn't Mark, show Mark, up. Mark. Let's talk about credibility. What did the team members tell everybody? They told everybody, we don't know where he's at. Huh, we don't know where he's at. They did say that. 100% they did,
1: they, they did say blatant,
11: that. total lie. All right. So they lied. You didn't hear us say anything. You um, called Mike Guerra. Because Kyle called him on that previous Monday and explained to him that he would not be... Kyle did. Not mini-dad. Not Tony Jr., all right? Kyle called him, uh, all right? Hey, because Mark, that's how we... I do shit. I want my okay. kids to leave. He needs uh, to grow up. He needs to handle shit. He's going to make decisions. He can live with them. He's going to have to live with them, not me. So even Mike Guerra knew, okay? And, you know, we all know who he is. So you're telling me that Valley didn't know? And, and they know why, right. and they know exactly why. But they chose, not, you know what I mean, and blah, blah, blah. And so everybody can say what they want. But, you know, I've got documentation. All right, that hey, Mark, oh,
7: Mark. let's take that documentation. That, that's, that's,
1: the, that's the difference between me and the rest of i got to put this guy on hold, Kenny. Who? Mark. I, got, I just put him on hold. All
11: right. Mark, you there? I am. I am truly disappointed. Um and, and Kyle got on the box at Freestone, it was his home track. Hell, you just rode there today.
1: What do we do, Kenny? <laughs> uh, honestly. How I, I, what do we, what do we gotta do? Dude, Mark? this guy
14: I think
1: he has documentation. Okay, let's let's documentation. Let's go back there. <laughs> hey
14: hey Mark,
7: Mark. Dude, <laughs> I hope you got out what you needed to get out because I really think people needed to know this. But we're do we we have a time frame on our show and I wanna thank you personally Will for Will you calling come back
11: in. on? Will you come back on? Yeah, I'll come back on it. There's only one more thing. There's Uh, only one thing. Make it quick. Make it quick. When it it comes to Chad Lanza, the owner of Valley, and I hope this gets to him and and he's listening to it or whatever, but the one thing, other thing people don't understand, is that guy and myself come from the same mold, period. And what those guys over at Valley are missing, the employees, is that I spent a lot of time with that guy in his car uh, while he was on the phone, late-night phone calls talking about everything. This was way before when. And I'm going to tell you, I was so disappointed, even after everything has gone down, the one thing I wanted was for him to enjoy Kyle's success as much as I was going to. And I was actually bummed out at the same time as I was happy for Kyle. I was bummed that he wasn't able to enjoy it at Freestone. And, and that's the God's honest truth. And, and you know, because... Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm gonna tell you, if I was that guy while all the Tedesco negotiations and burn all this stuff was going on before any of the other guys was around, I was sitting in the car with Chad lands, okay, so I know everything, I know payrolls, I know conversations, I know agents, I know it all, and you haven't heard me running my freaking mouth like the asshole that I could be that everybody's proclaiming I am, so whatever on that, I and like I say even even throttle. I have nothing bad to say. And it right. just amazes me that we've been late But it's hey, always what it is. And let, me ask you this. let me ask you, know, you this. Uh, it, let, it'll all be good. But right. yeah, yeah, I, I figured I'd. Somebody text me, I don't even know who, and said, hey, call into the yeah. Puppet MX show or where the hell you call yourself and let's go from there. you <laughs> hey, know? Hey, no, no, no. So I forgot, it's got out of the water.
1: Too. Do you have Kenny's number? Kenny, do you have Mark's number? I got Mark's number. Uh, we want to yeah, have you back you got on. My we want to yeah, have you yeah. back yeah. on. Let me ask you this. Is it true that Valley made you guys sign an agreement where you could not use. Any of the team sponsors, including Dunlop Tires, is that true? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of jacked up. Why'd you sign that? <laughs> no
11: offense. Uh, oh, i tell you. I'll tell you real quick. I'll tell you it, it's for. I can't believe Valley did, it was that. did you do that. It for a year. for two years, and, and I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I was dealing with an attorney, right? So oh, you know what I mean? Kyle was. Me and, me, me and Watson and, were talking about it. down to, and of course, uh, Kyle showed it to me. I'm like, you're yeah, out of your freaking mind. Every sponsor you had, you brought with you, right? For the most part. Answer. You know, yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. And uh, so basically, we, uh, your Kyle, sent back and and said, no, no, no. You know, cross stuff out and said, you know, this is ridiculous. This doesn't make any sense. We just want to part ways. You know, uh, you know, nice, peaceful. You know, no, no hard feelings. No big deal. I'm, uh, you know, I know what's you know going on here, and and, and he was told. Uh, F you take it or leave it, basically, in, in a roundabout way, you know, nice politically correct attorney phrase, and uh, you know, and, and that was that. And then after some conversations with one of the main sponsors, who Kenny probably knows really, really well, I would guess, you know, they got an energy drink, but they, there were some conversations had because that was one of the ones listed, and and I think they talked with Lanza, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just kind of, I don't even know what he's, I don't even know, but they figured it out, and it to. Basically went to one year, and and I still said bullshit, and and Kyle, I just told Kyle, it is what it is, dude. You know, right. you you want out or don't you? You know, and he's like, I do. I'm I'm done. This is you know, I'm I'm, I'm I need some time. Whatever, whatever. I said right. okay. So yeah. and he signed it, and that was that. You know, and, and and there again, you know what I mean? I got, you know, you got the Dunlop guys breathing down our throat. You know, it makes makes everything look bad, and and it, and it wasn't my choice. Is Kyle happy with the Pirelli? Sure, he is. He's yep. been with Dunlop forever. He's never ridden another tire. Yeah, why would why would he choose that? And honestly, it's pretty simple. If you think if you think we're full of shit and we're and you know we're lying about it, look at his sponsor list. There's not one that's the same. Not one, because we do not want any problems. Kyle didn't want any problems. You know, he doesn't understand business totally, so it is true. That's 100% uh, uh, true. Right, and I, and cool. I don't care what anybody says. Once again, Kenny will go back. Documentation. Yeah, documentation.
1: Not, documentation. That's right. Hey, it. Uh, Mark, we got to go. Brayton's waiting like on I, us. So. I, I, we don't have anything
11: to hide. I don't have anything to hide. Kyle's having a hide. He just wants to race his dirt bike. Okay. It's, and, and that's the extent of it. Right. He's super comfortable with Jim, you know what I mean? And and, and that, that's what matters. It's all about him and the racing and the riding. And I I, I can't say enough. That I don't have anything bad to say about those guys, but I'm 100% confused, and I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to sit here and proclaim it was all cherries and, and roses and peach and creamy. I'm not going to tell you that because it, it wasn't. But was it? You know, like I said, do I have anything bad? Hell no. You know, it just it, it was just a different way of going about things, and it was a huge misunderstanding. As dumb as that probably sounds. Uh, the plan was A, and plan B ended up being the path, and it just wasn't going to work for Kyle and, and, and my family. On that and if, note, and if I'm an asshole for go. trying to help my son make the best decision but nope. I feel is for him, then I'm an asshole. I, I'm good with that. It, it doesn't even slow me down. And, All right, you know, asshole. I, I just hey, I asshole. That work ends up showing <laughs> hey, face eventually. But hey, asshole. Easy. I'm going a, I'm to a tell you straight up. I mean, I'm glad for the sponsors he's got and everything, but yep. hey, you know, right. it's totally stupid to walk away. It now, totally makes no sense. I'm writing checks, all right? I'm mini-dad writing checks.
1: Hey, asshole. I, I put him on hold again. God, the guy's an asshole. Do, do, do we just hang up on him? What do we do? I've never experienced this in my radio show host career.
11: Birch, this guy Even a week ago, got to make a comment to Kyle. Go out of his way. Make a comment to him and say, hey, you buying my dinner tonight? With all that money you're making? And laugh in his face, you know? What that? on the way to his first race? At Hangtown, okay, huh. when shit's already up in the air and it's all goofy, does he get a text saying, Hey, uh, can you bring that your teen jersey? I'm away, like Thursday or something. Okay, hang hey, Can Mark, you bring the team jersey? Mark, Mark we gotta we go have it for Cunningham. We give we, me a break. We, we gotta go for yeah, real. Uh teen year old kid. Please you know? come back
1: on the show though. We need to have you back on. But as a feature, Yeah, guest. yeah, no, no. Okay. Well, you know, like I said, I don't you know, I I tell you my thing is we I, I really no, no you're not gonna tell me what your thing is. I'm sorry, Mark, I gotta go. <laughs> All I can say about that last show was uh, was wow. Uh, Mark was, as they say, wide open, and I'm glad you included the whole clip, Swizzcore, because it's all gold.
0: Yeah, I couldn't cut it. Like I started listening to it, and I was like, if you if you found a gold brick, would you really cut it and place it in different areas, or would you just keep it all in one place so it's easy to find?
1: Man, you should have seen the pits this next week after this show, like because the whole thing with the Valley guys—they all listened to it. And you know, other people listened to it, and this was around Daytona, I think. And people were just—they'd uh, all heard it. Everybody had heard this crazy man on this radio show. So does he
0: come around anymore, or did it pretty I'm much end after that show?
1: Never seen him. I've never seen. Him. I don't know what he looks like. Don't know how, if he comes around the races or not. But <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And, and and thanks to you for pulling sound clips, sound bites that we still use to this day on the show. Yeah, it was
0: it was just kind of one of those things that it didn't even it didn't even cross my head as a thought it was just like I was compelled to do it.
1: Yeah. All right, we're jumping ahead to show 26 which is uh Jenna Hayes on the line with Rob Bitis, Rob saying that she would have a hard time winning a hot chick contest in Sharon, PA, which was hilarious. <laughs> uh also, too, one of the underrated things about Kenny, his Kenny Bonix, correct?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's probably on par with the Pellegrino Drops or the Kenny Bonics.
1: Yeah, Kenny Bonics, where he just starts making up names or names and, and words, I guess. Starts making up words. Always uh, always a good time. So let's take a listen to uh, – is there anything else you want to cover in show 26, or did, is, did I get it all?
0: Uh, JT Money's in studio. He's oh, got a yeah, couple of yeah. one-liners that are great in this episode.
1: One thing about the show, it's 100 times better when the guest is in studio. It really is. It's It's so much better from Villapoto to JT to Ivan to uh um whoever else we've had Jenna Hayes has even been in studio. Um it's just a lot better show. You just you just get a feel for somebody. And I wish we were in Southern California, man. I the guests we would have would be awesome. Uh Villapoto even told me he doesn't want to do the show ever again unless he's in studio. So
0: Yeah, I think Coy Gibbs is awesome in studio too.
1: Yeah, Coy was on it. Yeah, it's just it's just a much better deal when you can get people face to face and uh, and that's our goal in the future is to keep trying that and I've even talked about with the incoming uh, increased budget we have, perhaps flying some dudes up here for, for, for the show um, and to find them out the same night. So look for that to try to happen in 2011. But for now, let's take a listen to show 26.
0: Show 26.
1: Chad, do you think
7: uh, that uh, when James comes back that uh, Ryan's going to have chance, anything What are One of the chance him?
1: abilities that... The that, chance abilities, yeah. Yeah, what are the chance abilities that James did. You're Ryan, a
7: douchebag, dude. Why <laughs> you gotta talk about? Chance ability.
1: JT brought <laughs> it guy, up.
7: These guys are douchebags over here. What's the chance of? <laughs> what's the chance of? of Sorry, Ryan we Dunge- have the English language mastered. <laughs> I'm hanging. Well, Chaz on the phone. He's confusing me a little bit. I
11: have documentation
1: of your move, JT, uh, afterward the race. But uh, we all saw it on race. Racer X was kind enough to put it up. Actually, on breaking news. Yep. Uh, that was very kind nice. Of, enough. Kind enough. That was, kind. That was, uh, uh, that was we, we thanks, a co- our Red Dog. The chanceability of you getting that
13: wrong was high.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. But the chanceability of him saying the word chanceability was low.
13: He's way cooler than he was like five years ago, huh? Oh, dude, <laughs> way cooler. Words can't even express yeah, it. For, for sure. real, I didn't know him like really uh, five years ago. We but hated each other. I didn't other. like him. I didn't, like, didn't him. like him? He, no. I yeah. didn't like him at all. Because we were tight, me and you were tight. And he took was me out high. super bad one time at mm-hmm. Butts Creek, which he doesn't remember
1: conveniently at all. <laughs> like, it's stricken from his memory.
13: And uh, yeah.
7: I pretty much hated the guy. hes
1: I'll tell you what. Yeah. He's a good dude. And, dude, uh, I used
7: to hate him. Like,
1: <laughs> so when, all three of us. Dude, That's when I like. was
7: like, because, you know, you know who my guy is. Remember when he called Ivan the chump on the podium? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he then, did. And then Ivan, and then he invited... tried to
13: say that chump means something different in Australian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was dying when he said that, dude. Yeah. So I'm it's... like, what does it mean? Like, yeah. awesome? <laughs> dude, chump means <laughs> awesome in Australian. It's, like, it's not a
1: Foster's beer. <laughs> 135 unchecked messages on his phone right now. Just like it's when just you wrote a...
7: that stupid story about Josh Hansen, you didn't have all your facts right.
1: What stupid story about Josh? And when you made his
13: granddad cry
7: or whatever.
1: Dude. Oh, yeah, ra- in yeah. Cycle News? What yeah, you made or? his
7: grandpa die. You no. Cry <laughs> and die. <laughs> <laughs> you killed his grandpa.
1: Every every week, JT, okay. every week. Got him it's gold. Idiot. It's It's <laughs> gold. <laughs> <laughs> every week. Uh-
7: no. Hi. Hi, Jen Hi,
13: Hayes. Dad, how are you? Big fan. Big I'm fan awesome. of yours. How are you? Right on. Real. Hit me up on Facebook, you heard.
9: Everything Zach wants is in my pants right now. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well I gotta roll up this
13: Scooby. <laughs> Alright, do your thing. All right. Thanks. Hey Zach, what? shit just got real. Hello. Hey Zach, real. Here, Shit just got real on
2: the pulse.
1: My shirt. email address is lie. Rob, there there's no way this chick's gonna lose your contest if she shows up.
11: You know what? You'd be surprised. Dude, Rob, no we wouldn't. No, I mean, no, no we
13: wouldn't. Dude, that's, Rob That's Rob. the
1: funniest thing I heard all night. Rob
13: JT, we we gotta go down there and check this out. I'm all, I'm on Google Maps right now, looking at oh, yeah? Sharon PA. Yep. Okay, are we in JT?
1: Uh
13: I don't know. When, when is this again?
7: Wednesday night. Wednesday.
13: This Wednesday? Oh, I'm out, dude. I'm out. Schedule, yeah, scheduling's yeah. just bad. He's
1: got a Dade City race to prepare. Michael Pacone, mm. Michael Pacone will be preparing, and so will JT. Uh, thank you, Rob. It's best line of the night. I don't know if Jenna Hayes can win this competition. Yeah, it or would not. be brutal for her, he says. It's ridiculous, dude. There's a picture of you and her on my fridge. <laughs> that's right awesome. Now. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And right what on, did, yeah. What does that tell you, bro? Yeah, that's great, dude. Come home. <laughs> From a weekend away, and uh, Kenny and my chick are embracing on the fridge.
13: Yeah, shit happens.
0: <laughs> JT's got some great one-liners in that show. I love it at the end that very last clip when you're complaining about K Dub and your wife again, and he's just kind of laying low and right before the end of the clip, he's like, "Hey, shit happens." That's a good, <laughs> good one. And then um, that
1: is good, yeah. before
0: that, when uh, Jenna's doing Jenna's on. He's just in the background, kind of hanging out again, and he was like, Hey, hit me up on Facebook. You heard? I like, too, when he um, was like,
1: uh, She was saying some things, and he was just like, Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Shit
0: just got real on the Pulp and <laughs> show, not going to lie. <laughs> um, all right, so now we got uh, show 27, which was the X Games special. I could have pulled clips from this till the end of time. There's so much arguing in it, but I kind of stuck to the, the stuff that are kind of staples of the Pulp show. We've got another. Kenny Bonnix, the liaison. And then uh, Rob Bidos coins the term K-Dub which is a staple now of the Pulpomec show, K-Dub Um We've got Weege on talking to Jason Mathis about not liking hockey and how it's evidence of how much your brother and you do not get along. And then uh, we've got a little bit of you talking about how the X Games are overrated.
1: Yeah, I love I love my brother uh, calling into the show, and then like he calls in and he's got really nothing to say. Like he's got no point to make. He's just like, "Hey, Steve," like we're just talking. Like, yeah, what's up, Jay? Like, anyways, maybe it's just a brother thing that drives me crazy.
0: But. Yeah, he typically only calls in when it's something that he wants to disagree with you about too.
1: <laughs> Fantastic, right? That's the yep. welcome to the Mathis family. All right, let's uh, let's take a listen to uh, show twenty-seven right here.
0: Show twenty-seven: The X Games Special.
1: And he
7: was an inla- and say the word liaison liaison. There you go. Hold on, hold on. My il- liaison. <laughs> oh, you're a douchebag. Anyways, my il- liaison.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, do you know uh, "Institutionalized" by Suicidal Tennessee's, of course The song. I do. The song. Yeah. This guy says, "I swear, Kenny sounds just like that lead singer, Mike Muir." I would pay to hear Kenny do a line from that song, any line, but all I wanted was a Pepsi, just a Pepsi would be classic.
7: Just one Pepsi.
1: Let the guests talk more. You ever look at the ratios of how much you guys talk versus your guests? Oh. I,
7: I think Randy has a point, too.
1: That's Randy's letter.
7: Chanceability.
1: Chanceability.
7: <laughs> Chanceability?
13: Yeah.
1: k dub <K-dub-bonics>? Yeah, <laughs> k dub exactly. I'm trying to pull a Watson and
13: steal the uh, co-host job. It ain't, hey, ain't going to be too
7: hard. All you got to do is be here every week. <laughs>
3: Hear that? That was the sound of a Red Bull opening. <laughs> is hockey awesome?
1: My brother No, hates hockey.
3: I know nothing about hockey. Yeah. Wow, so you really do disagree on everything. I, I figured don't. I had you fooled on that one.
1: No, no. A he Canadian has, that
3: doesn't like hockey, that's how much he doesn't like you, Steve.
1: My point is, it doesn't hurt. I'm not saying it hurts the industry. I'm saying its value is highly overrated. You're going to try to com- compare this to curling? I, I would, you're a
7: straight idiot.
1: I would venture, Kenny that the ratings for curling, and I'm going to look this up, squash X Games. To make a long story short, like I like to do. All right, that's the X Games show now coming up. uh, Show 28, Jenna Hayes and her boyfriend, uh, who's a really cool guy, and I can't remember his name now. What was his name, Swisscorp? Do you remember? Zach. Zach. Zach was awesome. He was a good guy. And, uh, you know, having Jenna Hayes certainly was a little bit of a step outside the box, but, I mean, whatever. She's like a big porn star, and. We'll have her in, and I got some emails that said that was ridiculous. I got some emails that said that that was the greatest thing ever. Uh, myself, I don't know it. It kind of worked. I wasn't that pumped on it. I tried to bring it around to a moto angle, and it never worked. But I tried to. Uh, what do you think of the whole thing, Swiss Corp, having a porn star in the studio on a on a motocross show?
0: I don't really care, just because her boyfriend rides moto. KW knew who he was, knew who she was, kind of. It, all re- it was all relevant in the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we tried something. Um, I don't think we struck out on it. I don't think we hit a home run on it. We probably hit a, probably hit a single or a double. Um, it was a
0: successful bunt.
1: Yeah, it's a successful bunt. We got on base with it. So, all right, <laughs> let's take a listen to, uh, to Jenna Hayes here in show 28 of the Pulp MX Show.
6: Show 28.
1: I got a lot of heat. Not many people shared my opinion of the X Games. Jenna is kind of like Jeremy McGrath. Let me tell you what. <laughs> do you know it. who Jeremy McGrath is? I do. Okay. McGrath wrote <laughs> for Honda forever, and then he, mm-hmm. he, he, uh, he got tired of the restrictions of Honda, went out, started his own team with the backing of another manufacturer. You were with uh, Jill Kelly forever. Yes. And then you went out and started your own production. You hire your own talent, you direct, yes. you star. You are like McGrath. Merchandise myself with my flashlight t- toy line. I have three fleshlights. I have the no, mouth, you. the pussy, and the ass. You can have your choice. Wow. Uh-
10: Hello, this is Phil. Hi, Phil. Hello.
1: Hi, this is Jenna. You're on the Pulp MX Show.
10: <laughs> oh, sweet.
7: You are so on the air right now.
10: <laughs> that's so funny, dude. <laughs> that's so funny. Dude, that's so funny. Dude, just drunk, drunk days, huh? worked for a place called White Brothers, and uh, I called them, and just off the cuff, the secretary said, Who's calling you? I said, Factory Phil. Wow. You know, because I wanted to be a factory writer, and Mm. I didn't plan it. It just, you know, it was just off the top of my head, and uh, I did really, really well that weekend. Um, That's one of my good races, actually. I almost beat Ricky Johnson, and he was, that was one of my first years being pro, and he was like the man back there. Yeah. Back then, factory. The whole time during the race, the announcers saying "Factory Fill, Factory Fill," and then ever since, uh, you know, it, it obviously stuck. Everybody, that's that's what my name is. That's what everybody calls me, Factory.
7: What was the signal I used to put on the pit board for you, dude?
10: Voss uh, is your boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that that's funny.
1: All right, uh, next show up, we have um, well, we have a bunch of things going on. Josh Hill's on talking about his uh, his gnarly crash. And funny, uh, Swisscore, I just talked to Hill, you know, maybe two weeks ago, and he told me on that interview he was all doped up, just on paper. Yeah, pins. it kind of comes across. Yeah. He,
0: he sounds like he's trying to, he's searching for words a little bit.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, it's nothing nothing big. It's just he had a gnarly accident, so uh, um, Great. he was he was definitely on onto something else we got in this show. We got the Pulse MX Raps uh, initial Ooh, debut, which I was that. awesome. Yeah, I, I wish that guy would make us more songs. I think he's from Sweden, and he made that song, and we've, incorporated it in a lot of our shows since and uh, yeah I don't know who that guy is but I wish he would make us more songs that was cool
0: yeah good for sure what else we got uh, you bringing up the size like measuring any body part between you and Watson Mm -hmm. and you beat him including dong size and then it wraps up with K-Dub talking about his wiener and how beautiful it is and that he
1: makes love to it every night good times alright let's take a listen show 29
7: Yeah, let's do Josh Because it is your show. Josh Hill's awesome. He's training, he's pumping chicks. It's awesome.
1: Listen to this, Kenny. I meant to play this last week. Here's an intro that a listener made for us uh, for our show. <laughs> Someone's going to bash me. I no, know. no, no. It's good. Let's listen to it.
7: Kenny Watson and the other guy show.
11: Human patient, Pope and Max would see
9: Mathis as your host. The third, second, border, sour, and we're ready to go. But Kenny Watson under the Mike, switching all kinds of things. This is the best move moment, shore And the what don't you think, Pope and Max? Sick. I,
1: have I got my glow stick out.
9: <laughs>
4: Come to your from the We gotta play this for Hill. No, he'll dig it. <laughs> it's cold bullshit.
1: What do we do, Kenny? Sit back
17: And enjoy
1: What do you think? Dude, L- little awesome. bass heavy A little bass awesome. heavy do they need to
7: play that at the pool
1: uh, They should play that like at a rave or something
7: Yeah, that thing was
1: sick Terrible crash for you Practicing for the X Games uh, Long road ahead of you How's it going? How's your spirits? How's the recovery coming?
8: Well, I actually, it's not that bad I mean, like I've got like a bunch of nerve pain Because I did some nerve damage But Like, I'm actually allowed to like I'm. I could like. I'm gonna start walking probably in the next couple of days. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it, like hobbling because like I have like this one foot that's not moving, but I can still put pressure on it and I might be able to walk on it. So it's just like I just gotta start getting movement and stuff back in this one foot and a uh, couple of couple like little things worked out in therapy but i should be i mean like it's looking really good for me
4: oh like, it's cool not, uh, that bad
1: if you want to measure height weight <laughs> length of arms length of penis any way you want to measure it i i beat watson
7: the, when you get down to it, though, I don't think your dick's bigger than mine.
1: I guarantee you it is. It's huge. It's, huge. it's massive.
7: I have a beautiful penis, funny. I think. <laughs>
1: this is ridiculous. I, I make
7: love to my penis every night. It's beautiful.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, this show has totally gone downhill.
7: Show
0: 30. This was another one that kind of put it on the mat. Ellis was on. I hate to do it to you, but there was so much that Ellis said regarding weight that could not go unnoticed and undocumented, so I had to put it in here. There's a lot.
1: Okay, but it's hold on. kind of mean. But didn't you think at a certain point it stopped being funny?
0: Oh, my! I
1: don't have a high opinion of
0: Ellis just because I think he's self-absorbed and generally not very funny, but I thought pretty much everything he said in this show was pretty damn funny, including how he kept on going on and on about it but I can see how it wouldn't have been to you.
1: No, but, um, it, it, I, I again, I dish it out. I can take it. I am obese. I can take it. I deserve it. But it's certain, I thought at a certain point, like, okay, the the joke's over. Let's get to talking about racing and the series and your show. But he just wanted to get on and on and on. And, on. and I mean, I'm okay with it, but I just thought it was bad radio, to be honest. But if you didn't, then cool.
0: I thought that the, the focus of the interest for me then turned – To you and the deflection of what he was saying, that's where I started finding the entertainment and not so much anything that he was saying. Oh, okay. Um, And then after that, there's, of course, another Kate of that isn't talked about very much. He says, obese. And that kind of flew under the radar, which is great. And then at the end of this uh, show, Hasbin calls up, and he makes mention... Of masses, I'm going to save your fat ass, and you clip them instantly, and Ellis gets a big kick out of that. So it's a pretty good show.
1: Yeah, but again, I, I, I'm sure I was just doing it for show laughs. Not. Oh, exactly. You know what yeah, I mean?
0: Like, there's, yeah. There's one thing I've realized: it's that no one had take this the way you want to take it. No one has thicker skin than you, <laughs> of anybody that I know. Right. Nobody has thicker skin and can take it and let it roll off the back easier than you do.
1: Yeah, I mean that's exactly it. I'm just in to name of good radio and whatever makes people. I like making people laugh. Uh, hopefully it's not at my expense, but if it, if it has to be, then that's fine. I'll take it. I love making people laugh. I think that's a, that's a unique gift, and more people should try to do that. And I have done that with Kenny Watson. So uh, let's, <coughs> take a, let's take a listen to uh, Jason Ellis of uh, Ellis Radio fame on the Pulp Omec Show.
0: Show 30.
1: Man, How little
7: are you? He's not little at all. He weighs about 320 pounds. And I think they, maybe we should do it at Ellis Mania, get Hanson the- and this guy in the ring.
1: There's no chance I weigh 320, Kenny. But thanks,
7: dude. I will bet the difference. You you When's, la- When's the last time you got on the scale?
1: Um, I don't know.
7: Exactly. Yeah. Have you seen yourself lately? Yeah, I have. There's see? no way.
1: I'm- no, there's no way,
7: dude. Before how I went on diet. A- what
4: do you mean? There's no way you don't know for sure? How
1: dude, much no, you Steve, Before
7: I went on a diet, I, I weighed didn't weigh
4: 245
7: I didn't pounds. Wa- bro. I there's no way that you weigh 60 pounds more than I weighed before I went on a diet. There's no really fucking way, you- dude. I would guarantee. I will bet you $100 that you weigh three- over 300 pounds. Get the scale right now.
1: We I don't think we have a scale. Exactly. I, I, I'll, I'll, we'll do it. Let's Scales go. go up we'll, to three hundred pounds. I think they do. Anyway, right, they, right, they go right. They go right Not that you're gonna put this showdown on your he resume. Knows, or knows or he's
7: 300. He knows he's three hundred. He knows It's okay though. It's all right. Fuck three hundred. Three hundred. What are you gonna do? Well, it's well, first okay. of all, 300, 300,
1: 300 is different from three twenty, which is what Kenny first okay. originally threw I, out.
7: I say, I say you're over three hundred pounds, and I say you're. He in,
1: know well,
16: he knows he's over three hundred pounds. <laughs> you know just, I know he's just taking offense to. 320, which means he's probably about three. I would say
1: I'm probably 280.
7: You are fucking on glue. I'm 6 feet tall. I don't care how tall you are, bro. Uh, I got
1: a massive rod.
7: Well, I don't six care. Feet you're tall. F- your fucking legs fucking weigh fucking 200 alone,
1: dude. X Show, you're on the air with Jason Ellis. Who's this?
7: That was Hanson.
1: That was Hanson. That Call- was
7: Hanson. Guaranteed, he hung up when he heard that. Oh, guaranteed, dude, he's calling back. Oh,
4: you so fat and, know- and so knowledgeable about motocross.
1: Well, I've, I used to race pro before I started eating. And and how do you started- get that fat? I yeah. would say, Ellis, if you saw me, which maybe this Friday you would, I don't really look that fat. <laughs> 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 he's calling me fat. He's calling oh, yeah, me yeah, beast. He's fat. Uh, he's fatter than you. Kenny's fat. You think? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, I'm fatter then, for sure. Dude, yeah. he's, he's fucking obese in your are I just gonna... want to know if you look at yourself naked in the morning. Yeah, it's not good, Ellis.
16: <laughs> Do you, you can't answer the question. Do you look at yourself naked in the morning?
1: Yeah, I, d- I said it's not good.
16: Yeah. <laughs> right. you got to work out, dude. you got to get back into shape. It's
3: Life's too short. How old are you?
1: Uh, 35.
3: Yeah, dude, you've you got to hurry up and get back into shape now because when you're 40, you won't be able to get back into shape because it's
4: been too long, been too fat. Yep. And then you're gonna die. You're gonna die fat.
7: Dude, I tried to, I tried to help him. Like I'm not saying I'm skinny by any means. How can you how can he
3: j- how can you try to help anybody? Because I lost <laughs> a lot of weight, dude.
7: I mean, you see you know, how it is still a fat, dude. You I know a fat dude. I am a fat dude. I, I am getting a fat dude. But i mad. I am a fat dude. Believe me, I look at myself in the mirror, and I don't think I'm this, That I'm fucking Bruce Jenner by any means, dude. I know. If I'm not who exactly the guy that won the the Olympics in fucking 1942 in the decathlon. You wouldn't know who that is.
1: Somebody just said in the Bruce chat room. Jenner. Somebody yeah. just said I was big boned. x show. You're on the air with Jason Ellis. Who's this? This, this has been. Matt nope. right, Nappas, I'm going to save your fat ass right now. All right. We've got to hang up on Hasbro. <laughs> All right. That was show 31. Uh, skip to show 32, which was a Motocross the Nation show. We had uh, Andrew Short and Trey Canard on, which was awesome. Uh, Short's superfan Moser calls in not once but twice. Uh, we've got one of his calls here where he wants to hang up on himself if, he, if he's ever a has-been, uh, which uh, is pretty funny, huh, Swisscar? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, Moser's quick like that. Yeah, he is. He's, he's good. He's a good dude. And you know what? It's cool that the show and the, and the site has let me meet guys like you and Moser and Tits Legendary, um, you know, all good guys and fans. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's a cool part of the world that we live in where we can all reach out and talk to each other so much. So I like that. Dream um, team, baby. Yeah, dream team. <laughs> Enough of that uh, sappiness, though. Um, we, got, we got Kenny talking about uh, Ken Rocks, right, in this show.
0: Yep, Ken rocks the porn star.
1: And unfortunately, we got Kenny talking about 9/11, which is always makes me cringe because he comes across not in a good way. I feel.
0: I I feel I portrayed you in a very favorable light with the clip that I pulled.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. And uh, and yeah, so let's uh, let's take a listen to that, all that, and more on Show Thirty Two.
0: Show Thirty (laughs) Two. You have to
1: clip Hasbin. Can't take it anymore. The last show I just listened to it. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air with Andrew Short. Who's this?
5: How you feeling, Captain America?
1: Oh, Moser's back. (laughs)
5: Damn it! My voice I recognize. Well, if I'm a Hasbin, I'll hang up. You're not a
1: Hasbin. You're far from being a Hasbin. I had a about an hour long debate with, do you know Leighton at KTM? Yeah, yeah. Leighton and uh, Kelly, who's Alessi's mechanic. What was the debate? Well, I mean, I was tweeting about Caroli's bike, and I mean, we're at altitude. He's on an uphill start, and he's on a 350. And I I was just going, there's no way. I listened to it. Like, I was down on the first turn by the announcer's tower there. It sounded exactly like everybody else's bikes. And Mike's bike doesn't sound like everybody else's bike because it's a 350. So I was Twittering stuff about, you know, Caroli's deep-throating 350 sure sounds awesome. You know I mean? He's going up the start straight next to Metcalf with one hand pulling a tear off, and he's, like, right next to Metcalf, like, no time lost at all. Never. But how about Roxon passing talently, passing short, leading the MX the last moto of the day on a 250F? He rails, So th- maybe that blows my Caroli 350 theory out of the water. But anyway, is that Ken Rox? Rocks? Ken Roxon.
7: Ken, you know I like that guy, right? Yeah. I just I told you I liked him last week just because he sounds his name is Ken Rox. Sounds like a porn it's Rocks star. Roxon. No, but I call him Ken Rox. Yeah, I yeah, told yeah. You yeah okay, before. all right. Ken Rox.
6: Sort of during the day, telling me that I, you know, like that they were. You know, that they thought it was cool what I wrote in Racerhead last week about my buddy and stuff. And uh, so I kind of started to feel like not an asshole anymore. And then, like, they brought it back for me, so I feel better.
7: Yeah. Well, yeah. we're glad you feel better about yourself because it's always about you. So It that's is, good. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Just like when you got arrested, I was going to bail you out, and I heard, and I was like, what do I need to do to get my friend out of jail? <laughs> and, hey, you know what? You're the only other guy that I know that g- goes to a dirt bike race and gets arrested besides me, me
1: yeah maybe I'm with Cox what do you think of Townley's pass on shorty did you see it on film and get to look at it and see it again
4: yeah i saw I saw it in person I didn't see it on film to like be able to replay it and look at it closely but I, I thought it was pretty aggressive you know I thought it was a pretty <laughs> aggressive pass for you know I think it was only on about the third or fourth lap and uh i I thought it was probably a little too aggressive at
1: that point Dungy's clearly the best rider he's clearly in the best shape of anybody in the class this year we saw that all summer long
4: pretty unreal I even got uh, attacked by the trophy too
1: so it was cool yeah what what <laughs> happened with that we had Steve Cox on earlier um, and he told us to ask you what happened with you and the trophy Um. well
4: there was like a, a sprocket trophy I mean I don't know what it was for exactly <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah so I was um holding the trophy and then Belgium started spraying us with champagne and uh-huh. I went to duck and I just ran straight into the sprocket and my, f- my forehead was definitely bleeding.
1: Was that, okay, I saw a scab on your forehead. That was from the trophy?
4: That was from the trophy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, hey, the um, the dork store called. <laughs> They'd like you to go you, back.
4: <laughs> and then I tried to get on my bike on the podium and I almost fell over and I almost fell off the stage, so. <laughs>
6: <laughs> a lot of things to remember. Uh, yeah, exactly. Double d- double dork awards.
7: Yeah, well, I'll have to give it up to you, buddy. Yesterday, I was definitely proud to be an American. So was I. I was hey, yeah. <laughs> I was definitely proud to be American. And, uh, you know, our country's had a lot of bullshit go down, you know, with 9-11 and all that crap. And just seeing, <laughs> even in our country, like in our moto world, Steve's laughing at me because... <laughs> he just
1: brought up 9-11. You know why? Let we'll be the, finished. okay. You can I'm laugh sorry. about it, but I'm you sorry. know what? I'm sorry, Kenny. You're, getting, you're going into this deep. You're, I don't know where you're going with this. Palma next Show, you're on the air with Trey Kennard. Who's this?
4: Yeah, it's uh, Nate from Montana.
1: Hey, Nate from Montana. What's happening? Thank you for the sh- listening to the show. And do you have a question for Kennard?
4: Yeah, I do. Uh, first of all, Trey, congratulations. Good job this weekend. And uh, I got to know, Timmy Ferry being instrumental to you this year, as we all know. What kind of advice did he give you to keep you from getting boxed out on the podium by the coster? <laughs> Because we both know I mean, we all know the couple of years when he went there with Cowie. I mean, in all the photos you see, you cannot see Timmy Ferry over Roger
0: Okay,
1: Costa. This isn't us talking, this is just some <laughs> random fan caller that also has noticed that. Unfortunately, this year, two thousand ten, Andrew Short was the victim. Uh, yeah.
4: So I'm figuring Timmy Ferry gave Trey some <laughs> tips on like, hey, this is this is what he does.
1: This is his move.
2: This
4: is how you need to box him out. <laughs> Well, he did, so. but I was a little too aggressive and ended up with a bloody forehead,
1: so. I <laughs> next Show, you're on the air. Who's this? What's up? Whoa, JT Money. January, and it it's all downhill from there.
13: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember us having this conversation in, like, right. March, and you're just like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, dude, I'm worked right now. Yeah. I feel like I've already gone through a whole season, and it's kind of in the middle, so it's kind of a bummer. I'm going to try to try to change it up a little bit this year and, and be better in the main events and try to have some gas in the tank but yeah I mean you, you, you when, you came back,
1: when you came back from Germany in January I thought you were riding the best I'd seen you in a long time um, and then yeah come February March you were not as good yeah
13: yeah. yeah I, I feel like like you said I peaked in, in late December and January um, you know it's kind of like 3 or 4 months into like my training program and uh, you know I'm, I'm going to back it down a little bit this year and try to Save myself some and, and not, you know, what once December comes around, maybe back it down a little bit. Oh. Hey. Hey,
4: you're hey, on the air. Uh, the... Is JT on, still in line?
1: Unfortunately, he is. Yeah.
4: Hey, how's Chad Reed looking on the Honda?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what does he look the best in, in your opinion? That's all you got to not, say, not, say. Not that what Reed says is the best or the best fit. Say Thor. Like, Let's just what ass. does he look the best <laughs> into you? You can answer that.
4: He looked pretty sharp
13: at the wedding. His suit oh was pretty sick. Oh, my God. I'm going fu- to fucking burn lose it on wedding. you right <laughs> now.
1: Look <laughs> 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 well, who it is. <laughs> hey, I'm really sorry for hanging up on you. I got ir- irate there. I feel I'm feel. i going to
13: hit you with a baseball bat right in the back of your knees when I see you.
1: All right, next up, show 33. Uh, Villapoto's in studio, and as I was saying, always better when the guy's in studio. Something I got to bring up, though, was, uh, was RV and Tedesco and even Kenny... Just ruining the uh, AMA, FIM referee, John Gallagher, uh, on a few shows. And I just want to, again, stick up for John. I'm going to do it on this sh- recap show. I like John Gallagher. He's a good guy. There's a lot of pressures that he has on him that maybe people don't realize. And, again, I let – you can say what you want on this show. It, it's your forum, and I don't stop people from saying it. But, again, I like John Gallagher. So uh, Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Um, what else we got?
0: Um. Kenny's corner with Mike Brown. Great story regarding a video game
1: and a fight. Oh uh, yes, yes, Kent. You, just when you think Kenny's running out of stories, you, you you know he pulls something out of his of his butt that's even better than the, than what you ever believe. But you know what? I believe in them. They're, they're all true, including the Peshon naked water fight in the hotel room. I believe that's true.
0: Even if they're not true, that's it, not the point.
1: Yeah, yeah, it almost isn't, isn't? it alright right, let's uh, let's take a listen here. Show thirty three.
8: You know, I had a, a good Supercross season going that, or this year. Right. And uh, had won seven races up until St. Louis and was winning when I had crashed. So, um, you know, just if I could stay off the ground, I'd be all right. Right. Um, and, you know, I was I was really looking forward to coming into Outdoors because um, I had missed it the year before. And, and that, I guess you call that my like, my strong point. Right. And, uh, you know, so I was really looking forward to that. And it was just, you know, it just didn't happen. Um, I, I was – Underprepared coming into um, this year, but uh, you know, yeah, I've changed it up a little bit, and we're going to come into this year prepared yeah. and, and see what happens.
1: Let's talk about uh, uh, Chad Reed for a second. Okay. It didn't work out.
8: Is that what it looks like?
1: Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> what, w- in your opinion? And Chad has gone on, and he's on this show. His publicly said the bike, the bike wasn't for him. He didn't like the bike, and you know, he's you love
8: th- it, Mathis. You just oh love god, yeah. Well, here, here
1: <laughs> it is. The tables have turned now. Is there anything you would like to? say about his his time at kawasaki why it didn't work what your thoughts are or anything like any reasons to, that you could think of
7: what are you digging for dude i'm not i'm what are you digging a pot, pot of chili right this now is ex- this <laughs> is exactly
1: what i got at paula so i figured hey let's throw it out there like if you if you don't want to say anything cool i don't know I, it's very mystifying well i
8: can say it didn't work out because of me uh, how come uh, your rider didn't go your main man
1: my main man yeah who's that what do you mean I don't know who you're talking about. Tim Ferry, he was there. It was his party. No,
8: no, not Tim Ferry. Nick Way,
1: he was. He was racing Montreal. Uh, X Brand, X Brand. Michael Lessie. Oh, Michael Lessie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hangtown second moto winner. X Brand. That's about Um, it. That's about it. No, no. Podium Southwick. X Brand goggles. I'm talking about wins. X Brand, I know you're riding the photo. You only talk about wins, but we are not quite there yet. We are baby steps. Can I interrupt? Yeah, go ahead caller let me tell you most of these guys and it's no slam on ryan it's no slam on timmy he's the same way these guys don't they're not it's hard to say that they respect the guys for sure but they're not like super fans of the sport of of the 80s and 90s and it's almost all of the pro riders are like that
7: hey i gotta take off for a bit but i'll be back okay
1: where are you going oh kenny watson uh, this is what we get we just get him getting up and leaving i don't know where he's going He's going downstairs. I'm not sure if he's even going to come back or not. Oh, this is another one of your
7: bunk calls. No one's
5: I
1: did up. line this one up. This would be my fault if he doesn't answer, but...
7: Hi, this is
5: Nick.
4: I can't get to my phone right now. But if you leave me a message, I'll get back with you as soon as I can. Thanks.
8: At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording,
16: you may hang up or press 1 for more options.
7: Hey, Nick, how you doing there? Uh, this is uh, Kenny Watson here on the uh, Pulp MX Show. Uh trying to get in touch with you about talking about the mendingo World Headquarters Pickle Eat, uh, eat Off. Um, give me a call back. I want to know how uh, Red Bud Practice went today. Um, there was a sighting of you out there. So uh, if you can give me a call back, I'd appreciate it. The number is 702-3526. Blah, 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 blah,
1: All right, Kenny, you ready?
7: For what? I'm
11: kind of a big deal. People
7: know me. I've been around. I know a lot of
1: people.
16: It's Kenny's Corner.
12: you if you don't like it.
16: Suck it.
1: All right, Kenny. Three names. Three random names. I did not clear them with you before the show. And uh, you have to tell me your best story about three of these guys. You already know one of them because you kind of started to give it away. Okay. So let's finish that story, which would be Mike Brown.
7: Downtown Mike Brown. Yes. Uh, he, he was riding on the Honda Troy team. Yes. And Brian Swink, Craig Decker, and Mike Craig. Mike Craig were his team. Yep. We were at Guy Cooper's house. Um, this had to be '96 because I was with Chic.
1: Didn't you get banned from Cooper's house? or yes, something? Yes, I did. Okay, that's same trip. St- another story. Or oh, same trip. Same trip. Yeah.
7: They were. We were all out testing, and uh, they were in their semi truck. And uh, dude, if people don't know Mike Brown. He is an intense dude. No matter what he's doing. If you're playing, you know, ping pong against him, he's mm-hmm. you know, full contact. Wants to win no matter what. Right. And he's pissed. I I didn't know Mike Brown that well. But he didn't like me. like He well, just didn't like me he's for He's from reason. Tennessee,
1: and you had colored hair from California. Exactly. Right. No,
7: I worked for Sheik. Sheik wouldn't let me have colored hair. Okay. He just didn't like me. And Swink knew that. And Swink, if anyone <laughs> knows Swink, he, he antagonizes people. Well, I walk in to their semi, and I'm not paying attention, and they're playing like some video game. And I walk by, and I kick Mike Brown's controller out of his hand. Dude, you would have think that I – did the worst thing in the world to him and spit in his face. He got up and wanted to fight me and swing. So kick his ass Brown, kick his ass Brown. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? He was, Oh, and he came out with the hardest Southern draw. I'll whoop your ass. You're a punk Blah! blah, blah. I'm like, why for kicking the controller out of your hand? <laughs> I go, Let's serious. He goes, I just don't like you. Do you get it? And that was it. <laughs> and then I was just so like, All right, right, let's do it. And then I walk outside and he's and Swinks was like, Go get him, Brownie and Brownie wouldn't come out. Like I wouldn't I I really didn't want to fight the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And then like we became really, really good friends after that. Oh you did? Okay. So yeah, me did. and Brownie, he wrote for me Utopia.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he
7: wrote for me that year. He was going for the for the deal, and all that crap happened. That you know, oh, the Honda thing and all that. Yeah, against yeah, Pro sugar, But yeah. dude, me and Brown are cool. And it's like Timmy said, uh-huh. dude, Mike Brown is a gnarly, gnarly man. Like, dude,
1: gnarly guy. Right, right. All right, fantastic. Next show up, uh, Timmy call, text me mid show to ask me what's Ron Machine's phone number. And being as out, I love Ron Machine and I love Tim Ferry. I immediately call him on the show here to find out why he needs Ron Machine's number. Turns out he just needs some oil. Who knew? Uh, Scott Sheik calls in, and of course, always a good time with Kenny and Sheik going at it. Good to see Sheik putting his life back together and back into racing. Um, Apparently, he's going pretty fast by all accounts. Still has some speed, which is good to see, and uh, also the usual shenanigans. So uh, let's take a listen here uh, as we wind down the 2010 year.
7: Show 34.
1: There's a bunch of haters in the world, and I'm coming up.
7: There is. Coming up in the I world. My, and I got my publicist What's trying up? to get a hold of publicists.
1: Hey. Publicist. Hey, you're on.
7: on the Pulp MX show, Red Dog. Can I help you?
4: Dude, I totally forgot you guys were doing it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks a lot. What I'm glad you called the dog uh, for, dude. Yeah, what, did you what, did you what do you need Ron Lachine's phone number for?
17: <laughs> you need some oil. If this was just 10, 15,
13: 20 years ago, there'd be some
1: trouble, yeah. right? Can we, oh, I'm yeah. really curious. Yeah,
4: this definitely would not be good. <laughs> uh, I just know that you you are the closest person to,
3: to Ron Machine that I know. He,
1: he actually called me on Thursday just to talk. You're not, you're not name dropping, are you? Uh, I kind of am. When my wait, phone wait rings and it says the dogger, I'm like, <laughs> you're like, stop. I'm like, I can't believe Ron Machine's calling me again. Hello?
7: Hi! hi. Is, is, is Scott there? This is Stan! from the pulp mx show yeah yeah we're oh, I, both on the speaker phone here hi george
17: <laughs> hey kenny Hi, <laughs>
7: are you guys done beating up on me because i need to a... but uh, hey, hey where's pookie
1: pookie hey need another cup of coffee show 35 uh is jam-packed we have uh ivan tedesco in studio always a good time with it uh, Travis Preston calls in about his battle with Eric Sorby and I tried to get Sorby on the line. He said he wanted to do it. I was going to surprise Preston with a Sorby call, but, uh, unfortunately Sorby's phone died. He said, and he couldn't, couldn't call in. So that was kind of a bummer. I was really planning on having those two going at it. Um, Coy Gibbs also comes by later in the show. He was flying in for some sort of convention here in Vegas and he showed up in the studio. My wife went and picked him up and, uh, he gave her flowers for picking her up, and then proceeded to tell him the whole entire tell her the whole way back to the house how much I don't deserve her. So that was always a good time. Uh, Coy's a great guy, and then of course Moser calls in with a uh, a copy machine question for Coy, and Coy's a great guy because he laughs at himself. Also, you know when he worked for his dad in the Redskins this last time around, he was an offensive assistant coach, and he had to photocopy plays. That was like a big part of his deal. So he's fun to laugh at himself. Also, uh, Kenny and Kenny lets Coy punch him. Yeah, do I have it right? Yeah, Kenny lets Coy punch him for a sponsorship on the show next year. And I'm happy to announce that JGRMX is back on for 2011, Uh, not for the uh, $15,000 that Kenny claims that punch was worth, but for for considerably less. So, uh, did I have it right, Swisscore?
0: I think Coy uh, thought that it was for fifteen hundred, but Kenny said it was for ten grand. So fifteen's even better.
1: Yeah, even better. Uh, good times. Let's take a listen right here. Show
0: thirty-five.
1: Oh, I got a Twitter question for you, by the way, Ivan. Uh, Kenny's told us many things about you, even when you're not even here. I got a Twitter question. Somebody want to know how many year, how many months of training would you need before you could become a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboy?
12: Because oh, you're on easy, record as saying, easy. yeah. So, <laughs> so how
1: how long? Because you know you can make um, the Olympics in what eight? eight I said weeks? four.
12: I said four years.
1: Oh, you did say four I years. Said,
12: I said I could be a speed skater if okay. <laughs> if I had four years to prepare for well, it.
1: Kenny says you could say anything.
12: <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know about a quarterback. You see me throw a ball. I, I know. That's one we could throw out. Hello,
1: Travis Preston.
12: This
1: is Sam. Hey, this is Steve Mathis. You are live on on the air on the Pulpomex show. I'm with uh, Ivan Tedesco, Steve Cox,
7: and the best team manager you've ever had. I'm
1: <laughs> <laughs> <and> that guy. <laughs> You raced yesterday, Gainesville.
5: Yes, I did make a comeback.
1: And how was it?
5: Well, uh, it was going good until I seen a big old guy on a Yamaha with a number one on it.
7: (laughs) Who's that, James?
5: Well, no, it was Eric Sorby.
7: Oh, no.
1: So Sorby lined up. That's just what I heard.
5: Now, talk about lining up. That gate, it's a 40-man gate. I race we race vet pro, there's like three guys in our class. There's three guys on the gate. Thorby has his his spot packed. I pick like a gate, about twelve or thirteen gates to his <laughs> left.
13: Is it a right hand turn of the first turn? Left turn. Left turn, turn? okay.
5: Hey, so him and James are doing their thing on that side. They see where I'm starting, they get out of their gate. No, they did not no. Yes, they did, and they started. He started directly next to me.
1: <laughs> oh man! Now, for those who don't know, uh, Preston and Sorby have had a more than a few run-ins um, uh, during their Supercross career. Uh, at one point, did you guys get fined?
5: No, I don't think we ever got fined. Okay, no.
1: But I, I know you got a stern talking to. But so, how was it? You beat him first moto, from what I understand. Yeah,
5: yeah, it, it was great. We both had really bad arm pump and. We were both out of shape, so it, it was actually fun. Um, and we, he didn't take me out, so it was great.
12: That's a change.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that's a. That would have been great to see. Now, did he? Did you speak to him at all?
5: Yes, I did. Yeah. Ooh,
1: how was that?
5: Um, well, at first he didn't know who I was. So, but then once he figured out who I was, his eyes got a little big for a second because he thought I might get mad about something, right? You know, about the past or whatever, but. <laughs> I told him, you know, it's all in the past, it's fine, let's just <laughs> go ride and have fun. It was, and, and, and we did, it, it, it was actually a good time.
12: What race was that where you guys got into it? Toronto? That, no, Atlanta, oh wait. Atlanta, dude, you hit him so hard. I don't think I've ever seen anybody <laughs> get hit that hard. I, was, I remember, I, was, I don't know if I was there watching, or I, was, I watched that else, race. wasn't it like okay, right after
2: you, the finish
5: line? Yeah. Dude, so?
12: you hit him so hard. It was awesome. Hey, how
5: about, like, I just went straight? And yeah. Just...
12: <laughs> you weren't even trying to make the corner. You were just T-boned. That was a T-bone, for sure. If you
1: add up the points for the last, I don't know, three years or something, he's got the third most points in combined series or something. Like, Underrated, almost. And who overrated. figured? Who figured
7: that out?
14: J Bone did. He didn't. No, I think. Uh, no, I didn't figure it out. I, Jeremy does all that stuff. I uh, just,
1: it's, I'm saying it could be could be a good signing.
7: Like Jeremy's I, really going to say, "Oh yeah, let me figure out these points." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bullshit! I know that guy. <laughs> that did, guy. He's got Paul's a whole gonna,
14: chart and everything.
1: If, if it's, if it's I, not,
14: does he not? I promise you, he has, he has a whole chart. Know. He goes through everything. I think
7: Coy had some. Uh, dude, I've known Jeremy a long time, and no, I. You must have it. molded him into that dude, like heart no, trying to mold me.
6: Gentlemen,
1: how are you? This is Moser. I, I I'm aware. How's Moser today?
6: Oh, uh, I was I was trying to sound like Nash, but apparently
1: failed. Oh yeah, Nash is gentleman. That's right. Good good call. He does. Moser. You got a question for uh, Ivan Tedesco? Yeah. Or, or Joe Gibbs kid?
6: <laughs> yeah yeah. Joe Gibbs
5: kid. I had a, a technical question.
14: <laughs> I'm, probably right I'm probably not the right guy. i right guy for that <laughs> one. But
1: go, yeah. Technical questions oh, yeah. uh, aren't are always the best unless you want to know how to beat a 4-3 four, 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 defense. <laughs>
5: Well, my problem is at work when the copier runs low on paper,
14: it <laughs> grabs multiple sheets.
1: <laughs> my... handsome like hates me. you. He does.
14: Oh, didn't I get Lawrence to talk to you, too?
1: You got Lawrence to give me an interview. Yeah, you it didn't it
14: give was... me any credit on that. Yes, he did. Yes, I did.
1: Yeah, absolutely I did.
14: He yeah. said
7: our sponsor, Coy Gibbs, stepped up and had this guy do an interview. But why what I'm trying...
14: Why does everybody hate you? Um, only two guys. He talks crap to everybody, Watson. And people do not hate him like they hate you. They hate
1: um, you. Well, I... Watson doesn't have an outlet besides talking crap to your face. I write it. You know what I mean? I oh, type see, it. See, that's the difference like coward, between me and you.
14: It's like a cowardly way of doing
1: it. That's no, the difference really. between
7: me and you. If, someone, if I don't like someone, like this whole, the whole this, is my, this is my outtake. Outtake. This is my, that's another word for me. <laughs> this is my outlook on the whole <laughs> oh, motocross.
1: This is supposed to be outlook. <laughs> the I outlook. See
7: steam
14: coming out of his head right This now. is the
7: whole outlook on the whole motocross industry. People, if someone doesn't like me, that's fine. You don't have to like me. I don't have to like you. If I have to do business with you, I will do business with you. But at the end of the day, when we go our separate ways, I don't want to hear, hey, bro, hey, buddy, let's go to dinner. No. Dude, you don't like me. I don't like you. We're doing business and that's it. You don't call someone and go, hey, bro, first of all, you're not my bro. You don't return my calls. You don't, you know, you, you have nothing to do with me. Then I see you at the track. You want to high five me and pretend like you're my friend. I don't buy that shit. And I'm going to tell it to your face. If you don't return my calls, you don't return my texts, you don't I, return my emails, you're an idiot. I
14: think you should start doing that, Steve. Well, I'm Instead in the, of writing it
7: like you do, you write something you sh- bad about it. Then when you see him, you're like, "Whoa, well, oh, no, I didn't mean it like that.
14: <laughs> you do that a lot. You do no, that. You, you run and hide. Not at You've all. run and hidden my trailer before. When? You I've have. I never have. Yes,
1: you Come have. Come on. You and know. by the way,
7: I knew that you'd eat that chocolate cake before the <laughs> end of the show,
1: didn't I tell you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, I, couldn't st- I couldn't. I couldn't. Did he was eyeballing eyeball <laughs> nothing? <that> <Yeah,
14: laughs> I think my hand got a little close to it. it yeah. <laughs> him yeah, into yeah. It.
1: Uh, Getting to really serious topics. Uh, are you going to sponsor a show next year?
14: Am I going to sponsor a show next year? Yeah. I don't
1: know. What do we have to do to make this happen?
14: I I told you. What one hit
1: boxing match?
14: No, I get one good hit on Kenny <laughs> right oh, now. Yeah, no problem. In the arm yeah, right now. No, no right no now. Okay.
1: All right, here we go, folks. We're setting it up. Koi Gibbs has got one big hit on Kenny. Uh-oh. Kenny, take it's it for the hurt. take it for the show. Kenny, here we go. Oh, yeah, just throw that headset down. Okay, here we go. Uh, Kenny's bracing himself right now. Koi yeah. took his jacket off. Koi took his jacket off. Right? Right.
11: You
1: gonna um, take it? Yeah, I'm gonna take it for the show. You ready? Um, okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, He's right there! One. Smack, <laughs> Smack it.
14: Smack it.
11: That
7: was a $10,000 hit. Dang it,
1: yeah. 10, <laughs> Kenny's celebrating. We've got a new sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> we welcome sponsor. back, JGR. <laughs> welcome back to the show. last uh, year. No, you paid a lot more than that. A that lot is. more. Oh, yeah. That was a $10,000 hit. Yeah, I like uh, I like that Koi Gibbs. Uh, good guy. And uh, so this next show, Zach Osborne's in studio. Uh, Osborne was in Vegas to train. And as I said about getting people in studio, I took advantage of that and got him in for a podcast and the Puppa show. And Kenny and him hit it off pretty good. We had a GP Trivia question. GP Trivia with Zach asking Jake Weimer, Watson, and Lieb and Ping GP Trivia questions. And I believe Ping scored the highest. Kenny scored the worst, which was not a surprise. Yeah,
0: that was expected.
1: Uh, Jake Weimer's on telling stories about Mitch Payton, which is always a good time. And Hasbin lashes out at the haters. Was this a surprise to you to see uh, Hasbin do this, Kevin?
0: Um, it was a surprise just because usually he's so kind of, it's, everything kind of flies over his head, it seems like. Like if K has got something to say that's like negative about him, he kind of just lets it go over his head and doesn't pay any mind to it. So I was kind of, I was a little bit shocked, but also I think it was kind of overdue. And I think if he would have gone even further with his uh, swearing and stuff, it wouldn't have been overdone.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, always good to see such emotion out of has been. All right, let's take a listen. Show
0: 36.
1: We're working on fixing the chat room problems as we uh, speak.
7: I, I think the chat room problems are fine.
1: Okay, fantastic. Watson I think they're, they're fine. Good. Everyone
7: can't talk crap on me tonight. That's uh, good.
1: Who's calling? Hasbin. Hasbin's back. Hey. What's up, Hasbin? I'll talk to the haters.
4: You know, it's easy. You just put your fat finger on the fucking phone and dial in and have something
11: to say. Yeah, you know, I, if I
1: agree. If people don't like it, hey. I can talk to myself. You know? Listen, has been. I, I, uh, sometimes your calls drive me a little nuts, but I'm thankful you're a fan. I'm thankful for your calls. And like, like you said, it's easy enough to, to, if you don't like it to call in, and people don't. Right.
7: Hey, I'm a little like blown away. Are you away. ready? I'm, hold on a second. What? I'm kind of blown away. Yeah. Like, people really have nothing better to do in the off-season, and they look forward to this. And it's just kind of still kind of, <laughs> like, I'm still kind of tripped out that right. people really like what we have to say. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because I think we're just a bunch of freaking idiots. Right.
1: Like, I go, like. So when the people come up to you at the races, you're like. Yeah. You're like, like why? Well, you?
7: Why? Like, dude, I poop just like you. I wipe front to back. <laughs> and, you know, I, I do it the same way, man. Right. I, I don't know. I just, I'm blown away. But I'm, I'm kind of flattered on one. Right. You know, one one end. Well, on the other side, I'm like, wow. So you're really? sticking
1: around next year I'll let you know. Hello? Jake Weimer. Yo. Hey, it's uh, Steve Mathis. You're on the Pulp MX Show, live on the air. Name the Englishman who won four world titles in the 80s. Englishman who won four titles
17: in the 80s? Yes.
1: <laughs>
17: <laughs> Max Amstey's dad? I don't, I don't know. I mean... David Thorpe. Um, I, I, got, uh, I, I yeah, have one more. That would have been my next
18: guess. Name three countries the world championship visits.
17: Well, I know they go to France. Yeah. And I know they go to uh, Germany. Yeah. Is the other one Holland? Yeah. Three. They All tied at right, right three. On. Yeah. I nailed it, right?
1: Yeah. Can you I you get like a questions? good
17: sound instead of that damn beep? Yeah, you do. Like
1: a fog? <laughs> there you go, bud. There we go. Yeah. You tied with Kenny. I, All right. Hope i show. You're on the air with Jake Weimer. Who's this? Gents, what's up, Nash? Calling in. Hey, Nash, a regular caller here. Uh, Kenny, are you upset that Nash is calling in, or can he continue? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give him a pass. Okay, you get a pass from Kenny. Uh, what's up, Nash? Uh,
3: nothing. I just was curious if Weimer could share his best uh, Mitch story now yeah, that he's bringing clear from the from the mother home.
8: Yeah,
17: um, I got a. Actually, this was like the first year I was on the team, so in uh, '09. Right. Um, nice. I had uh, moved into a new house, whatever, and, like, I-, I talked to Mitch on the phone all the time and whatever, and I don't know, I just happened to be talking to him, and um, somehow I had, like, some T-shirts, like, hanging out in my garage. They were, like, drying or whatever, <laughs> and some, I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Someone came in my garage and stole my T-shirts. And so, like I said something to Mitch, I'm like, dude, can you believe it? I moved into this new house. You know, some you know some little twelve year old punk came in and stole my t shirts, whatever. Well, so he thinks it's funny, whatever. And then uh, a few days later, he calls on like a blocked number and leaves me a message. And he's like, totally changed his voice and was like, like he goes like, Hey, Jake, this is Bob. I stole your t shirts. <laughs> and he's going on and on about it and why he did it and he said if you want your t-shirts back hang a flag in front of your house and then uh leave 300 bucks cash under your doorstep and i'm like i'm like sitting here like dude is this guy serious and i'm and I like so confused and then i had no idea it was him and then i talked to him like a couple of days later and he used that same voice and so yeah i was like oh, this guy's got to be kidding me yeah, that like, sounds because like I was so, still like pretty new to the team. I didn't understand this dude's like calling me, leaving me messages, telling me, you know, I got to put a flag in front of my house and cash under my doorstep, and it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I could see Mitch doing that. He likes, that, yeah, sure. yeah,
17: yeah, yeah. And, uh, and one time he, uh, this is all. This is like around the same time he called me. Like it's like eleven at night, and like Mitch is calling me, and I'm like, dude, this can't be good. It's like eleven at night. Mitch <laughs> Payton's calling me, and, like. So I answer, and he's like I mean he's like dead serious. He's like what are you doing? I'm like um you know getting in bed getting ready to go to sleep. He's like all right and he goes um I need you to come to my house. <laughs> and I'm like really? And he's like yeah, we need to talk about some stuff. And I'm like oh my like what could yeah. this possibly be about? Right. And he's like and he's like can you can you my house in 30 minutes? And I'm like I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you need me to be there, I'll be there. And he's like, all right, well, I was just making sure you do it, but you don't got to come. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Dude, that, Dude, one, I love that one got me going. Hello?
1: David Pingree. Steve? You are live on the air on the Pulp MX show. Thanks for coming on. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, myself. It's good can- to be
4: on. Kenny- and thanks for all the heads up. Uh, you, know, you know, I just seriously, right before you called, just crack the top off of a pint of Dryer's ice cream, drumstick flavor.
1: <laughs> Fantastic! Uh, I'm sitting in my garage
4: right now with a fort, getting
1: after it. It's good so. to see some stereotypes wanted- are true. We just want to get to the bottom of the. You know, you coined a phrase for Zach, and unfortunately, because you're so witty, it's stuck, and it's <laughs> it's haunted him for years. Uh, you. You know, called Zach Snack Attack instead of the Zach Attack. Sorry for laughing. I Zach. called him Snack Pack. Oh, I'm sorry, Snack Pack. And correct me if I'm wrong, Zach. It's haunted you. Yeah, it has. It has. And now Zach told us a story on a podcast that he was playing a flag football game with you. Um. Uh, where where at? It was in uh, Marietta. So Marietta. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and you saw Pingree, and you were wanting to tackle him. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to tackle him. Right. Um, <laughs> Hard. I, I just, Ping, maybe you can just explain yourself a little bit and just apologize to, to
4: yeah. you. Know. Honestly, I didn't make that up. That was like, I
18: think it was, I want to say it was either Iser. No, it, it was Wes Kane that made it up. Oh, West Kane, but you yeah, said it on national look. TV, so that that's kind of where it went to, like kind of, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah,
4: I just viewed just it where people heard it, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to bum you out. You were a little chubby back then. I'm still chubby. It's nothing to be bummed out about. We're uh, all chubby. chubby. We're all chubby, chubby here. That, uh, you're no, no, no. Right I'm, now, I'm, I'm
7: fat. He might be a little chubby, <laughs> but you're fatter. That,
18: we're that all chubby. ice cream will put it on you quick, Ping. You better watch out.
4: I know. I'm, you lost it. You're like an acid still. So you like, didn't look. Last time I saw you, you like thinned out, lean out. Well, I'm you, probably just jealous. Ten. <laughs> ten. Get the buzzer. <laughs> we got
12: a
18: buzzer. Right.
1: Okay, next question.
18: Right. What year was Ben Townley world champion? He should know this one.
1: I bet he doesn't. Bet he doesn't. Okay, know.
4: hold on, hold on. So <laughs> hold on.
1: He's got his fingers on. out, so... his toes out. Oh man! Oh four.
18: Yep, that's right. Nice. Good guess. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Matt, you you all out for the sound effects. Yes, I, I do like it. He did say, he said Bobby Moore, Donnie Schmidt. He, he said Donnie Schmidt first.
18: What did you say first, Ping? That's not his real name anyways. It's Donnie Schmidt, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Kenny called him Donnie Schmitz. <laughs> <laughs> like Schmitz beer? What's it Like split, sh- Oh, Schmitz <laughs> beer. All right, uh, I like that show. Uh, this show, next one, 37, the last one of the year. 37 shows in 52 weeks is pretty good, huh, Swisscore? I'd say for a first effort, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, that's a, that's a lot of work. Anyways, thirty seventh show, last one of the year before we come back, January third, twenty eleven. Um, this show it turned out I couldn't get any guests. I was super busy with some deadlines and and uh, wasn't able to devote as much time as I wanted to do this show. So I kind of guest fell through at the same time. So I just made it a a you show, hoping to get calls and emails from people, but it turned out to be pretty. Pretty good. We uh, we brought in Tits Legendary to read the news, um, which I think was a hit and we're gonna incorporate into our twenty eleven show. We uh we got Pingree on the line. Kenny talks about Tommy Hahn and goes off on Tommy Hahn again, uh which is which is always a good time. Um, what else did we get, Swisscore? We get the
0: Pulp M X rap brought back oh, because Jada yeah, yeah. was a little bummed out about Tommy Hahn, so we need to stick that little pulp MX pacifier in his mouth with the rap. <laughs> And then uh, he's got the story that he tells about getting his bike back from FMF and seeing these girls at the car wash. Loops out. Long story short, like K-Dub likes to do, he goes yeah. home. His mom left. House is locked. Has to go ask those very same girls for some help with his road rash. Ah uh, yes. And yes. then uh, Ping comes on, talks about leaving TLD and why it was the right choice for him. And a couple other just random clips throughout there from that show. It's a good show.
1: All right, let's, uh, let's take a listen to Show 37, the last one of the year.
0: Show 37.
1: Uh, Steve, loving the shows. For what it's worth, I think you made a big mistake by having Steve Cox in the studio a couple of shows ago. Remember that? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm just getting, now getting done with it, and i got to say, Cox is a better sidekick. I dig Kenny. Good stories. A lot of, a lot of uh, inside knowledge. But I really think that with Kenny threatening to leave the show and Steve Cox leaving Racer X, do you see where I'm going with this.
7: I think if you guys really had Cox in the studio every week, you guys would hate him. Steve Cox is cool. Yeah. But a little bit he's a little bit overbearing. I hope he's listening.
1: He probably so, is. If he is, he can call in. Back off. Uh, back
7: off, Cox. Uh, <laughs> hey, you like Cox? I do. Uh, I do. I got Cox cable myself.
1: So there we go. This guy does not want a call in show. Mm. No? Speaking of calls, Papa Mech show, you're on the air. Who's this?
6: Hey, this is Andrew.
1: Andrew, what's up? Hey man, thanks for listening. Is this is short? No, I wish. Uh, hey, what do you think about this guy that doesn't want the fans to call in? Uh, I think that sucks. Yeah, this
7: then. is what my deal with Tommy Hahn is, and I love Tommy Hahn as a person. Yes.
4: But we love a, Will Hahn, too.
7: As a, as a businessman <laughs> and not having an agent and represent himself, Tommy, I hope you're listening, but you suck at it. <laughs> and the reason why... Yeah, I, like if
1: you're not going to have an agent, you should be on the ball. Yeah, so right, I,
7: right. I, I approach him at Ugle and I say, hey, check it out. I got this program. I'm really, really interested in you. I know we're not doing outdoors, but I think it's something that you know you should look into and it's a good program. And even if you don't want it, just call me back and say, Hey, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. The last time I heard from him I go, I guess if I don't hear from you by Wednesday, I know what the deal is <laughs> because I think that's disrespectful. It's like you taking a shit in your hand and throwing it into my face.
1: Wow. Same that's thing. That's gnarly. Yeah. Hey a shit in your hand. <laughs> hey, in I'll your tell face. you what. A guy doesn't call you back? Yeah. This gets Kenny in a better mood. This gets him in a good mood all the time.
14: Oh yeah,
7: yeah <laughs> alright, yeah. yeah, it's your jam. Yeah, Kenny likes
1: this one. <laughs> this is it, let's hear it. I, heard
7: I haven't heard it in a few weeks.
13: He's
12: smiling.
1: He's smiling. his head.
7: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like a pacifier for a baby. <laughs> like a pacifier.
7: With the MX chick out of my life now, I, I had to try to move on and it's been tough, but uh, oh, I'm doing tough. my best. Yeah. I'll tell you, want to hear a good story about that chick? This is a great one has been, and you could ask, I, I I really wish we could get this chick she lived down the street from me, and you had to go through this park well I had a I had a a 1997 YZ 125 and I just got it back from wasn't pro circuit I, it was FMF that did it. I put an FMF pipe, they did some porting, and I came out and I was freaking rode through the park and dude, I was in flip-flops board shorts and a in a basketball jersey Sleeve shirt basketball jersey right. of course and her and her girlfriend were out she had a volkswagen jetta she was there watching it and i seen it at the end of the street so i said i'm gonna pop a wheelie so i started doing <laughs> a power wheelie popping like second third and i'm wheeling went to fourth i'm like "Yo, i got this i shifted to fifth and the thing just came out from underneath me Ooh. and just cartwheel dude hit the tree and they're all like oh my god freaking out they run over to me i'm like oh, i'm okay yeah. i'm riding back just oh my god just yeah, yeah. road rash <laughs> i go back to pull in my garage and my mom left Oh. And locked the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get in the house. I had to walk back to this girl's house and said, please help me. <laughs> I feel like the biggest wiener yeah, ever. Maybe what the
1: hell is Purcell going to do? Dude, what's he going to do?
7: He's going to eat. you know what he's going to do? What? Eat claws in ski. France. Eat
1: bear claws in France? Ride a jet ski. Yeah, I will ride my jet ski. <laughs> it
7: makes jet ski.
1: You, do you want to go jet skiing? To Angie? Yes, very she, angry. She had a hard day. It's, you want some coffee?
5: Oh, I'm okay. Just water's fine. Come on, Tits. I'll take that one.
1: No, she's not Tits. He's Tits. (laughs) Uh, Stop grabbing her ass, Kenny. I need to get some booty. A little awkward over (laughs) here. A little awkward here. Do you have anything, Tits? Any of his memorabilia? Uh, I don't. I do,
7: but I can't give it to him because it's all memories.
1: dick. Dude, I have so many Doug
7: Henry memories, dude. <laughs> I remember the first time I seen his wife. Oh, I you it...
1: memories, not memorabilia. No, I got I said memories. Mem- memorabilia. Oh, <laughs> I thought
7: you said memories.
1: <laughs> Another classic. Hey. You probably should care about it because in the video, he takes a Hart and Huntington t-shirt, sets it on fire, and then poops <laughs> on it. Hey, Popo Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this?
7: What's going on, guys? It's Moser.
1: Hey, Moser. What's hey,
7: up? Hey, the funniest guy on Twitter.
1: Adam
5: Cicerello. It, I, I don't follow him on Twitter anymore, but I did for a short while there. Anyway, it seems like I just went to the chiroprac- chiropractor for the first time, and I, <laughs> I told him it was better than
1: sex, but he shouldn't know what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> no, he probably shouldn't. It's funny how everybody well, just I, talks to AC92 like he's a grown adult on Twitter.
7: I'm not gay by any means, but Mosher, Mosher is a good-looking kid, man. Good-looking kid. He's but from who, the Northwest, so he brings that... You know, like, who's like, freaked
1: out right now? He grows a sweet mustache, too. Who, who's freaked out right now? Like, can and he's coming on to Moser.
4: Thing, uh, I wanted to know uh, what made you leave such a cool job at Troy Lee? Um, well, some of it I don't have to explain to you. If, if you work in fire service, I mean, that, that job is just awesome. Yep. Um, it's it, it's uh, challenging. It's different every day. You're not stuck in a cubicle. It's good schedule, good money, good benefits. It's, and let's it's all kinds of awesome things. But what you might not know is being a team manager is not, Totally awesome all the time, Kenny and K Dub can back me up here on this. Like, if you're a single guy, not totally awesome. Maybe it's not that bad, but when you've got a wife and kids and you like them and you'd like them to not take half your stuff and go bye bye, <laughs> going to the races every single weekend is not not all all that. And the pay is not that good. Uh, I just you know for me, I, I wanted I wanted to have a job that I loved, but that was also um, had some equity in it, you know, and yeah, for sure. there I aren't a lot, lot of jobs of in the motocross the world course, like so.
3: that. I'm going to shoot for Pingaling 101. That's probably free. Yeah. Um,
4: That's my guess. All is right, well, free? yeah,
1: because the fake the fake Pingree already tweeted that he's going to be on the Pulp of Mech show, and following my appearance, I will own it. So, um, this guy is
4: <laughs> 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 I can absolutely guarantee you what you won't hear me Twitter. Okay. Is that I was sitting on the toilet taking a dump, and my attacker was sitting <laughs> in the water.
12: Kenny was visibly upset when Hasbun called in the second time.
1: Who knew Hasbun had Rich Taylor's subframe? Hey, I got another question. Uh, do, you, do you ride at, any, uh, at all anymore, Mathis? I don't. I sold my bike. Uh, hey, have
12: you seen
7: Mathis? I'm 26. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Pulp MX Show.
1: All right. Well, that has been it for the Pulp MX Show. Thank you for everybody listening.
7: Thanks for the listeners. Appreciate it.
1: Uh, oh, my God, Kenny. We're really bad. We didn't even run a commercial.
12: You didn't take a break or anything.
7: That's all right. We still have our sponsors. The other one that we weren't going to run, they're still back next year. So you guys (laughs) (laughs) suck us.
1: Oh, we're terrible. Terrible. Thanks to our sponsors. We are supposed to take a break and run a commercial. We forgot. That's how much fun we were having. Uh, I don't know when our next show is. Kenny says it's January 3rd. I say it's probably before that. And I think nothing is a better ending than us forgetting to run us commercials, and then Kenny telling the people who give us money that they're suckers, and uh, and then us going out for the year. <laughs> what do you think?
0: It's very apropos.
1: Perfect. Perfect ending. Yeah, really. huh? Uh, I just love it. That's the way it goes. Hey, man, thanks, uh, Swisscore, for pulling these clips. Uh, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, it almost killed you.
0: Yeah, it, uh, next year, I'll, I've got the foresight to see this coming again next year. So. Right. I'm going to do it on a weekly basis instead of 37 shows in four days.
1: Well, people need to uh, need to thank SwizzCore on Twitter. He's uh, at SwizzCore, S-W-I-Z-C-O-R on Twitter. You can talk to him, af- uh, ask him, show uh, show questions, uh, technical problems you have or anything like that. He can handle it. Um, we're going to bring Tits Legendary back to do the news. Do you like that move? you think that's going to be good, SwizzCore? How's Kenny going to react when Tits Legendary reads him the results from some uh, Euro GP?
0: I think – The more comfortable they get with each other um, and the more comfortable they are with disagreeing with each other, being honest with each other, and not being afraid to step on each other's toes, it's only going to get better.
1: Right. Um, And uh, I guess most importantly, thank you to everybody who listened to our show all year. Man, I'll tell you what, the numbers grew steadily uh, throughout the season and the buzz grew more, and we're coming back in 2011. Kenny's coming back. I don't know why he was talking about not coming back, but he is. Uh, We've got some new sponsors on board. Got some big things planned, um, new additions to the show, maybe a little bit of a change of format, but at the same time, it'll be the same old Kenny and the same old Mathis um, being idiots. So, uh, with that, uh, thank you again, Swiss Gore, for pulling the clips, and thanks everybody for listening, and we will see you in 2011. And silly season isn't over, folks, just yet.